If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's essentially the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need on one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your pod right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your pod on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, welcome to Let's Process This with Melinda Hill. We are happy you're here. We, meaning me, pretending I'm a we for some reason. Hi. Let's Process This is a podcast about processing and overcoming trauma and transforming it into creative treasure and life treasure because we are not defined by what happened to us, but we are defined by what we do with what happens to us. Hello. We also talk creative process, like how does stuff get made? How are people making things? How are people making it through things? My intention is that you will feel inspired and empowered and illuminated by the insights that you find here. And also, of course, entertained. Some quick announcements for you. If you're so inspired, please support this podcast by subscribing for free wherever you get your pods and rating it and leaving a nice review. Yummy, yummy review time. You can become a patron now directly on anchor.com or on patreon.com. So hop over there and become a patroon. You can access all this stuff at my website, melindahill.com. If you can do all or any of that, we are so grateful. We, of course, just meaning me. Another announcement for you. Very exciting. My comedy special, Inappropriate, is now out. What? Yes! I am so excited to share this comedy special with you. You can get it at melindahill.com or wherever you get your specials. It's also a comedy album. And you can get that wherever you get your comedy albums. The special is called Melinda Hill, Inappropriate. Few people said a few things about it. Hollywood Chicago says, combine the hilarity of prime observational comedy with the zen of inner peace, and you have Melinda Hill's stand-up special, Inappropriate. The sharp master of laughs delivers an hour of riffs on her life and her loves. Off the Tracks goes on to say, Melinda's special is bold, funny, and deep. A hilarious comedy hour jam-packed with laughs. Speaks to her development as a joke writer and deliverer, but also arrives at exactly the right time. Ooh, we love arriving at the right time. Gotta love that divine timing. Guys, did I mention that we are so happy that you are here today. Thank you so much for all of your support. Let's get into it, shall we? Oh, I really like it, but I just feel like I'll get addicted to it. I like that you're not using a filter because you don't want to be addicted to it on the IG live. (laughs) 
Hi. I'm just going to be natural. I as love it. As possible because I do have like makeup on. <laughs> well, naturally gorge. I mean, what yeah. else do you need? Ray, it's so good to see you. Good to see you too. I love this. Thank you for um, doing this show. So it's basically, um, I wanted to ask you, how are you, how are you doing with the pandemic? What's your like uh, pandemic process? Well, I was really jealous of all the people on social media being like, oh, what other shows should I binge? And I'm like, oh my God, because I'm stuck here with my three kids. Okay. <laughs> my, I had a babysitter, which when this went down, I was like, you have to quarantine for, you know, so for like three weeks we were out of commission because I was just like, this is really terrible. Maybe I will use a filter. You look so cute with it on. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm so sparkly. Okay, now we're both filtered. I feel so much better about myself. I realized um, the air conditioner was on, so I had to run over and turn it off. Sorry. I was gonna say, I was like, hmm, the sound quality, but then I thought, don't critique other people's <laughs> stuff. That's not your business. Anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah, no, now that my, my babysitter quarantined for three weeks, and so then she was able to come back for about three weeks, and then seeing everybody like, I'm so bored. I was like, I'm gonna, yeah, it was hard, so. Okay. No, I mean, it's still hard. <laughs> I mean, she's only here when I'm working or you know doing something that I can't be with the kids. But it also has been great being with the kids. Yeah. I, mean, I know that sounds like perfect mom thing to say, but I but I really like they don't ever want it to end because I used to travel all the time and you know just be so busy all the time. I was I would come home you know for lunch, but they were like, "Look at this thing I did." And I'm like, "Oh, I love it. It's beautiful. Oh my gosh, it's so great." Okay, mommy's gonna run. You know, and I was always like running, 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 and so now I'm like. Let's take a walk. Let's take a bubble bath. The dog loves it. I, the dog never wants the quarantine to be over. He gets like walked like three times a day. That so, sounds um, glorious. And I've been seeing all your posts about your son's great artwork too. Yes. He's, he did a drive through art show, which I told him, I was like, I know this pandemic sucks, but the drive through art show got so much, you know, like attention because it was, there was nothing to do. So everybody came, like the news came and now it might be a thing because he built these easels that he used like these big outdoor like flatjack things that now i was he's gonna lend out to other artists to do drive through art shows too so that is so anyway. cool are 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 all three of your kids uh artistic or the other ones are too too young to know i have to say my middle son kicks ass on my older son at this age like my older son was like you know i never thought he'd be an artist he was drawing constantly and he was always going what should i draw what should i draw but it wasn't like, I was like, oh, what? <laughs> I was always be like, I love that monkey. And he's like, it's a building. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to say what things are anymore. I'm just going to ask you about them. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, but no, my middle son, you know exactly what he's doing. It's more of a realism thing. My, my older son's more about impressionism, but my middle son is like, it's, you know what it is. Like last night he drew a jellyfish and there was no question. He's six years old. I knew exactly what it was. <laughs> That's so, are you good with actual art, art like that? Or are you mainly just artistic with singing, songwriting, acting, no, comedy? I, used to, I was an artist until I was like, in, you know, well, I always performed. I started doing plays and stuff when I was like nine. But before that, my talent was like, was art. Well, I did sing a little bit at weddings and stuff. I sang these songs in Spanish. My grandma would teach me these old Mexican boleros, you know, to sing at these big Mexican weddings. And I'm Mexican and Irish. and But they were, like, really intense lyrics. Like, you know, I was eight and I was singing a song called Sabor a Mi, which means a taste of me. <laughs> the last line is, no matter what happens in your life, you'll always have, oh, no, I'm sorry, in your, your, in your mouth, you'll always have a taste of me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so disgusting. I remember my grandma going, 
mijita, let's say uh, en la vida llevadas instead of en la boca llevadas. <laughs> And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, yeah, that'd probably be a good call, Grandma. Anyway. But. Um, are you like, um, so how did you get from um, drawing and stuff into voices? Like, what was the journey there and singing? Well, my family is singers. My grandma used to sing with Tito Puente, and then my mom sang in bands all the, all all of my growing up time. Like when I was little, she would bring me to band rehearsal with her sometimes, and she would say, "Like if you are quiet," because I always want to make everybody laugh. I was always like trying to make people laugh because I was the only child, and like I was always the only kid with all the adults, and I loved that kind of attention. So um, she would go, "If you can behave yourself, you can have the microphone at the end of this band rehearsal. So and you can do anything you want for five minutes." So I was so good just waiting for my mic time, which is it's just like my adult life. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a crappy open mic where you're like, Ugh, I can't wait till I can get the mic. Anyway, <laughs> you have to stay for the whole thing if you want your turn. Anyway, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was sort of like, it fed that like entertainment vibe, I guess. But I was always drawing too because I was bored. But I, ended, I, would, I, did, I did murals for a time when I was in college, like kids' rooms and doors and stuff. And, um, and I did portraits in the park, which is like a whole other art because you have to like not only make it look like that, but also like the best version of them possible if you ever want to be paid. Because sometimes I would do a dead on drawing and people are like, I don't look like that. And they would get upset and not want to pay for it. So, what did you go to? Oh, my gosh. So do, how did yeah. you get out of that? I'm sure you had to pour on the gray charm. I made no money whatsoever. And then I just finally thought there was a muffin place down the street. <laughs> I mean, down the. Like, it was at Balboa Park in San Diego, so there was, like, little kiosks, and I remember there was a muffin kiosk, and the lady kept going, I would love you to come work for me, and I was like, no, I'm an artist, and I'm doing my art, and then after, like, two days of making, like, $12, I was like, you know what, the muffin place is looking really good, so I went down there and worked at Little, little Miss Muffins, um, and I actually got fired from that job for, because I was, this, I don't know if this part of the podcast, but, but I, I had to count out the drawers, and I had the little envelope, and then I'm such an ADD, you know, person that I just left it on the thing, and like left and was talking to the manager and everything, and she was like, where's the cash bag? And I was like, oh my God, oh, and my boyfriend was a little bit iffy at the time, so she was sure that I had, like, it was like a heist where I took, I took off with the $360 I had made at the muffin place. And but really, it was this guy that was like sort of like a, a, a homeless guy that was sort of hanging out around there. And he it was the one that ended up doing it. But for the longest time, she thought that I took it. And it really bothered me. You know, once you just know, I, I was like, I didn't do it. It was, I hate, I hate injustice. I hate when you know you didn't do something and somebody just doesn't believe you. Did She's you like, just pay it back. You're not fired, but just pay it back. And I was like, I can't pay it back. I don't make any money. And if I have to pay it back, I will be homeless. So. And she never believed you? She didn't believe me until the guy got caught. Then she, I guess they had like security footage or something. And then she was, she didn't really apologize. I didn't like her. Anyway. I don't like her either. She sounds horrible. Did I still think it. And I know, she, I remember she drove her Mercedes and I was like, she's rich. I mean, of course, now I know that that doesn't mean that. But I was like, it wasn't even like that great of a Mercedes. But I was like, it's a Mercedes. She's got to be like, you know, a mogul, a muffin mogul. Anyway. So how did you get from uh, Miss Muffins into doing voiceover and and being a, a Grammy-winning uh, singer-songwriter? Oh, my God. Well, I, I used to do well, – I was – I did the open I did the open mic at the comedy store down in San Diego and I would also sell tickets for the comedy store in San Diego. They did this thing where if you like sold tickets you could get mic time. It was very smart. It was sort of like a bringer but worse because you'd be in a parking lot all day talking to strangers going, Do you wanna go to the comedy store? It's only twenty dollars for the you know, whatever. 
they didn't know about those hidden drink minimums. But people always thought it was an amazing deal. They're like, wow, only 10 bucks a person? That's great. <laughs> um, and then I, well, wait, I did this Nancy Reagan video in high school, like, and say no to drugs. And it was at Blockbuster for free. So funny because some this girl on Twitter who I adore, um, she's like my there's a somebody, you know, Tara Strong and I have like this one fan who's our fan and she, and her thing is called Tara and Gray, you know, Tara and Gray fan, you know, <laughs> but she found, um, the footage of this thing I did on Blockbuster for my birthday. My birthday was the day before yesterday or was it yesterday? No, it was the day before yesterday. And she Happy sent me birthday. this block, but this footage from this, just say no to drugs thing I did in high school. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so then when I did that, there was a guy that worked on that that said, you can talk really fast. I'm do- My friend's doing this Caboodles Beauty Organizers commercial. You should, I told him that you should do that. And I made 800, and this is back in 90, you know, well, I guess like 89. And I made a hundred dollars, I mean, I'm sorry, $800 in one and I was like, I'm gonna remember this job. This is a great job. Was <laughs> it, it was so easy, and I was in and out. So was it acting I, or voice? It was voice work from Miss Miss Caboodles Beauty Organizers, and all I had to do was be like, "Hey guys, you know, I, I just love Caboodles, and I kick my makeup, you know." And it was just like a valley girl kind of voice because I was doing that for the Just Say No thing. Oh God, I gotta put it on my Twitter. I yeah. on my Facebook right now, but yeah, like, you need to takes from that. Oh. Oh, I need I to see that. And I was like, Can- I, my name was Candy, and I did a lot of drugs, and I was always trying to get the main girl to do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, did yeah. you, were you on a lot of drugs as a kid, or did you have a drug phase? <laughs> I never, I was like straight edge. I was sort of into punk and stuff, but I was like into the straight edge movement. Well, at the time that I was doing that, I was just like, miss, you know, sun in on my bangs. Like, I hit my hair was orange and gigantic, and I just, no, I didn't do any drugs. I, my mom had some problems with drugs and alcohol so I was like terrified of drugs and, and so I never did it I never drank I didn't have a drink until I was 37. Wow yeah wow I know I married this younger guy that I met on Twitter and um and he was like why have you not ever drank we went to Hawaii and I was like I just you know it's expensive and I, I don't need it for social stuff I'm pretty relaxed and I can talk to people and he was like you should just try it and I did I tried it and and it was fine. I didn't. I was so sure that I was going to become a complete alcoholic, like the first time I ever tried alcohol. But I will say, at the beginning of this pandemic, I I really love Palomas. That's my go-to cocktail. I love tequila and I love Palomas, but I only will have like a like half of one. In. I love like craft cocktails and stuff. But at the beginning What's of this, Palomas? I was like, I'm going to order Palomas. You know, I'm going to order these. There's these little um, sodas called Cut cut water cocktails are delicious um for me it's like a deliciousness i don't get drunk i've still never really been drunk um but i was having like one a night and then i was having like two a night and then i was having three i got up to four a night just because they were delicious and we were watching movies and i'm like it's like soda at first of all i gained like 10 pounds and then also my kids my four kids i was like bedtime bedtime mommy and i was just like really looking forward to those like more than i ever should so i finally was like I was having him delivered from this place called Reserve Bar. It's like a alcohol delivery. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "What have I become? Pandemic is killing me." Um, so I, I was like, "Okay." It. I had a bunch in my basement, and I just was talking to myself. I'm like, "You can have all of those tonight if you want to. You can have ten tomorrow and ten the next day. But once those are gone, you're not ordering those anymore." So I had to like delete the app off my phone, and I, I haven't had one in you know two months. That's before. very good self restraint. And is your <laughs> is your mom still drinking, or or did that affect you? No, she went from like crazy crazy alcoholic to crazy born again Christian. So it's ugh, 
it, it, she's she's addicted to that now, and that's all she talks about. And she loves Donald Trump, which I cannot process. I'm like, Mom, the seven deadly sins. He's next. You could point out a video of him for every single one. He's horrible. How could you think he's like a Christian person? She's like, Well, he's pro life, and I said, Oh my God, he. I said he's only pro life because he knows dumb people like you are just gonna believe that and just vote no matter what. Oh, it's so frustrating. Anyway, I think I might take this filter off because I keep thinking, what if people think I have this sparkly eyeshadow? I don't want that. Okay. I'm just gonna be regular, you do regular, you, Gray. Um, literally old me. Do you engage with uh, with people who are Trump supporters or do you find it easier to, to not engage? I used to just spend time like on social media trying to argue with these people. Then I found out some people are like not even people. They're just like people in galleries or something, you know? Just, and, so, and then also I followed this woman, Elizabeth Cronez McLaughlin, if anybody's interested on Patreon, she does a thing called uh, resistance live. And she just said, you're just, you could be putting your energy toward writing to your senators or, you know, spend time with your kids or your pets. You're wasting your time. These people, if they're still in now, there's no saving them. They're not going to believe you. They don't care. So It does become a, a, you know, looking at where you're investing your energy and time when people yeah. are yeah. absolutely not interested in changing in any way. Um, Especially when my kids were going, Mom, Mom, look. And I'm like, I, just a second. I got to talk to Aunt, or Uncle Kevin here. You know, and I'm just <laughs> And I mean, I, I, it, the sad thing is, is like, I love my family members. I do love them, but I see really what they're willing to stand behind now. And I just, I do so much work with I, immigrant families together who help get the kids out of the camps. And I have family members who don't believe that's real. They don't believe that. I think that's the only way they can wrap their head around it is they don't, they think it's a, a fake thing that there aren't really kids in camps. That's all just, and I'm like, Guys, I know the people. I've seen the people. I, I I've seen families that have been torn apart and kids that a kid who was oh my god, we were we help. It's like pretty much you know. There's a thing called every last one, and because I can't focus on all the kids at once, you know, because it'll just you can't get out of bed in the morning. But it, one family at a time, and so we you know it, it, we work on one. And I a kid was like the same age as my six year old son in a camp for six months away from his dad. I mean, he'll never be the same. I'm going to cry in this podcast, but like, he'll never be the same. Yeah. My six-year-old gets upset when I go to the bathroom. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, he's like, mom, mom, you know, and I just think like this kid, you know, in a cage. Yeah. Oh God. Anyway, so <laughs> I, they wanted to have the holidays and I was like, I can't, I can't go with you. I said, what if, I was trying to explain it to them. I was like, what if you knew people who knew that there were kids being like, that there were kids in a cage in this guy's basement, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you didn't people who knew about that and didn't want to do anything and who actually loved that guy that had the kids in the basement, they thought he was great. They wanted you to go have a meal with them. Could you do it? Because I can't. I can't go eat with you guys, but I know that you think this guy who's done all this horrible stuff is a great guy. I can't. I'm sorry. I love you guys, but I, I just can't. And I don't know if I, I don't think things will ever be the same. It's so sad. Yeah. Only like three of my family members are sane. <laughs> One of them lives with me. My brother, he moved in here because he lost his job and I took him in during this, you know, but he's like one of the only non crazy people. I think it's, <laughs> and that's it's not the pejorative on crazy. I keep trying to like, my friends like think of other words for crazy, Greg. You use that word a lot. So I said bananas a lot. Bonkers. Yeah. And it's divided. Wild. It's very common. It's divided a lot of families. Exactly. It's divided the country down the middle. I mean, yeah. based on the last vote. So 
um, it's it's pretty traumatic, I think, for a lot of families, you know, and, the, and a lot of families aren't aren't talking because it's just too opposing. And but like, so how do you how do you like how do you deal with that? Like, I know you do a lot of activism and and does that help you? And and like, what are you seeing for this upcoming election? Like, what's your plan? Oh, well, I'm going to dwell. It does help a little bit just knowing that one kid got out. I mean, but just if you if you can send any supporter, if I can pump this group, every last one, they help so many people, immigrant families together, wonderful. Um, my son does a lot of activism through his art. He raised a bunch of money last November for Miles for Migrants, where you donate your miles to help families in detention be reunited, you know, so they can fly to see each other or get back, you know. I also do, I'm like the, the taxi lady, like I send the money when someone gets out of detention, if they don't have a ride or something, they, you know, a taxi, just a car service or something comes and gets them and takes them to where they need to go. So I just that. knowing that you can just do like one little yeah. thing, I, I otherwise it's just overwhelming, you know. Yeah. Um, being in, I, I was in, I wasn't a drinker, but I loved drinkers. <laughs> so I was in a program for that. Um, and I just, you know, because I get overwhelmed by my sponsor would just say, just one thing at a time, just one thing that, and I use that all the time, like dishes. I'm like, oh, all those dishes. I can't do all those dishes, you know, and she's like, just do one dish. And I'm like, okay, you know, so I, even when it comes down to the dishes, I'm like, I'm just going to do this one dish. Okay, I'll just do this other dish. Then I'm just going to do this one other dish. And if I'm, get, if it's too much, I'll just put them down. And, you know, otherwise I would be a hoarder. <laughs> that's what, that's what really works for me too. Bite-sized baby chunks, especially during this pandemic. It's so challenging to focus. I'm so tired. There's fire yes. smoke in the air. And it's yes. like, I can just over, you know, overload, overheat. And it's just like, okay, what's the most important thing that needs to happen today? I need to yes. do, that's, that's all I need to do. And just bite-sized baby chunks. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I, that's the I, wrong. I sent one email and I have like a party. I'm like, okay, I sent that email. Woo, woo. Okay, now I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if I have childcare, then I don't. <laughs> Um, and I'm still recording in my garage. I, I, oh, wow, I'm really? So, I'm so grateful. I don't, you know, I, I the other day I had a breakdown, though, on a Zoom call. I really? Just, I was doing fine, and then the online learning stuff happened, and my I have a 13-year-old, a 6-year-old, and a 3-year-old, so she's doing preschool-type stuff. My 6-year-old, I'm trying to do math and reading with him because he's not, he's, we're doing homeschool, but then my, my 13-year-old is starting ninth grade. He skipped a grade, so he's starting high school, and it's overwhelming. Like, he got put into honors classes because we didn't sign up in time for the other ones. Those filled up, so now he's like, <laughs> I mean, he's a great artist, but he's not an honors bell. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you in honors? He's like, it's all of us left. Anyway, um, but that's a lot. Like, like how mom. do you how do you manage being a mom of three? And you're a single mom of three, right? And, yes. and auditions. How do you well, do that? What's your process? I, I have dropped auditioning. I hardly ever audition. Okay. I, I only do what's like I have to do. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, and I'm lucky to be having to do things. I, I've not complained about the work. It's wonderful. And I now have childcare, which that was really hard for a while. I was trying to work. With like, thank God for my brother. He was watching the kids while I was trying to record. Um, and it's funny because I built this sound studio for my ex-husband, and it was like this bone of contention because I spent all this money on it. We're really good friends now, but at the time I was like, you know, because you know we got a divorce, and then he moved. But then the judge said he could still use the sound studio, and I was like, what the heck? I'm having to pay him all this money every month, and he gets to use the sound studio. I was really mad at it. But then when the pandemic happened, my agent was like, do you have a sound studio? And I was like, do I have a sound studio? Yes, I do. My garage, and it's a great sound studio. So, on that front, great, amazing. So, 
Yes. And so I am doing cartoons like all day long from 9 a.m. usually to 6 p.m. In your garage. um, In my garage. Amazing. It's great. Yeah. So I took a dip and, you know, I I had to get like a PPP loan um, for a couple months before I could get on my feet, like just gear wise. I had to buy like a really expensive microphone because those microphones, they they were having a guy come and set up a microphone, like a nice microphone when I for some Netflix shows I was doing. And I was like, I don't want this guy here because I don't know where he's been and he's got a mask and he's been in my studio, which is like sound crickets. Like, you know, I'm sure the circulated particles, I don't know. I was scared. Finally, I'm like, I'm just going to buy the expensive mic so that guy never has to come again and I'll just, you know, ride it off hopefully. But mm-hmm. anyway, but I'm lucky to be working, but I did log into a Zoom call after the first day of distance learning for my high school child. And I was, I thought I was just on with the engineer because I was a little late getting onto the session for the loud house. And he was like, are you okay? Are you doing, you know, okay. And I was like, I, I just, I just, I can't do this. And I just started crying. I was like, I just, I can't do this by myself. I just can't, you know? And he was like, oh, great God, I'm sorry. And then after a few minutes, the director's like, Gray, hi, we're on the line. It was like the director, all the producers, the writers. I was mortified. And then one of the writers who I've always had a little crush on, he's married. So I hope he's not watching or listening to this. But anyway, um, he's really, he's just like a sweet guy. He like wrote to me on Facebook. He's like, great. I was on the call and I hope you're okay. I was like, oh my God, that's him too. Oh God. It was awful. Anyway. But, and then I was just like, push it down. I was like, ah, no, I'm fine. No, but I'm fine. No, it's good. I, I was just like, I don't know. What, what is that? I don't even know what that. Okay. I'm totally playable and happy. <laughs> I never want to like have too much of a breakdown where people are like, we shouldn't hire her. She's overwhelmed. I don't want to. I just want to be like, yeah, anyway. Wow. (laughs) And what was the overwhelm, just general pandemic overwhelm? Well, I have this weird relationship with technology because on one hand, oh my God, I'm doing cartoons out of my garage Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty, I'm building this A-frame house that it's, you know, it's, it's a labor of love and it's taking forever and it's, you know, but I mean, it's a high class problem to have, but. I, I bought this land in Oregon, yeah. like 13 acres of land on this creek. you got to come stay. You oh, I come. would love it. I love Oregon. Yeah, I want to have like lady empowerment retreats. You could speak mm-hmm. because you're very good at that. Okay, okay, cool. I don't know if anybody knows, but Melinda coached me for my comedy special, which I probably shouldn't have done because I was only doing comedy for like seven months when I did it. <laughs> I thought it turned <laughs> out great, though. though. Well, um, I for, for doing comedy for seven months, I feel like it was – pretty good because I've seen people who've been doing comedy for like 12 years and I'm like maybe you should do something else um <laughs> but and I did think it's a time capsule it's it's a, it's a little snippet of time in my comedy journey that I'm glad that I commemorated yeah and but I also, also love my ego the- is like I'm so much better now I wish I'd done a comedy special later but whatever well, it's um, great because you but- can keep making new ones with your new material but I also love that you made it kind of a docu and you you kind yes. of talked about your voice and shared more. the time with people who actually were funnier than me um oh, that but, was great uh, so funny my friend lisa delarios who's been doing comedy for you know 20 years but and she's hilarious and my friends couldn't help it they were like oh my god that that girl lisa delarios i loved her she was my favorite part of the whole special and i was like you can't say that to the person who it's my special but anyway <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. but anyway you coached me through that and i'm so glad you did because you were part therapist part you know coach and it was so great I needed that I needed like I needed inspiration like spiritual inspiration and like you know I probably would have never done it had you not been able to I was so honored to work with you and I was so inspired by you honored and inspired oh you were the best I loved it yeah um but 
I don't ever, I just, I have ADD. Okay, so basically, I guess, um, yeah, what, you were just overwhelmed on the Zoom oh, call and you had a meltdown. the technical stuff, the technical stuff. Yeah, like, I that mean, overwhelms me. It, I, I've I had many like, meltdowns in thing. COVID, by the way. Yeah, I said if I had had to do this when I was in school, my mom did not do any of this stuff for me. I would have just not been able to go to school because there would have been nobody to help me, like, do this. So I don't know. I don't know. I feel bad for kids who don't have super supportive parents who are like, okay, well, let's figure this out. If we can't figure it out, we will hire a guy. I mean, just like, you know, I don't know. I have, you know, a little bit of means to help them. But even me, I was just a mess. And he was overwhelmed and he was crying. And at one point, every kid in the house and me was crying. Like, we were all crying. <laughs> the little ones are like fighting and they want to see their friend but their friend can't see anybody and they're facetiming my, my four-year-old's facetiming the little kid that she loves anyway it's sad so okay well i am super that we can work and my son can go to school that's good too i, I love technology but i also hate it i'm so, super yeah. impressed that you're at all that you're managing with the with the kids and with the, the recording and and everything like how did you like, how is that? It, I guess I should ask you, what's been your some of your greater obstacles in your life? And like, how did you get through them? Gosh, I had a really weird childhood. Um, well, my mom was an addict and my grandmother raised me pretty much. Um, my dad and mom divorced when I was like, I think maybe two. Um, so, and I've never, it's so funny because I tried, I really, I have a really great relationship with my 13 year old's dad. He's in a band called Old 97. They have a new record out. It's called 12, 12 or 12. I don't know, but it's a great record. Cool. <laughs> Old 97 is great. Um, anyway, he's wonderful. He's like one of my best friends and it's so important. And also the, the father of the little two little ones. Great. I, we had our ups and downs. <laughs> he's doing great now. and We're doing great. Um, great. but I, and I always, I like my kids to see us me spend time with, you know, their dads because, and like in a positive, happy, like, you know, family sort of way, like do outings and, um, eat like Texas dad went to the beach. I think my birthday was two days ago. We went out to the beach and I, I made ice cream and we like ate ice cream on the beach. And, and I, I, I don't have any memories of my parents. I, sometimes I forget they even know each other. I've never seen them touch each other. The only time I've ever seen them in the room together was when I got married. Um, and so I just, so, and, and also I had, there was abuse in my, in my upbringing because my mom was an addict she would kind of like leave me with people you know to help her with childcare, and they weren't always the best people and so I had some trauma as a little child and oh it was being a mom after going through that and you know telling people having to not believe you and stuff like that and I and, and now I see you know my daughter she's four which is around the time that, that I went through that um, I just can't imagine. I just like it's it's a whole other level. It's like being a mom, going, oh wow, I really was not advocated for at all. I mean, if I was, if that was my child, oh my god, the world would have stopped, and you know, this would have been you know rectified. So, um, but you know, you can't. You know, you, what do you do? You just move on. And how did you get through that? Therapy, ton of therapy. Lots of therapy, but I have to say that that 12 step program after I was with so many alcoholics, because of course I'm trying to fix all my problems. So I found all these addicts that I was trying to repair my childhood with, um, and trying to like take care of, you know, cause I tried to take care of my mom all the time. I was always like calling in sick for, to work for her or, yeah. you know, saying, Oh, my mom's like not feeling well, or, you know, calling the cable, co you know, calling the utilities. You were the parent. Saying, like, you were the little what? parent. You were the little parent. I was the little parent. I was, so was too. I relate to that. 
I relate to that. Like when people are a mess, I'm like, I can, I know this, this is my game. I love this. I can take care of you and fix you and everything. Um, nowadays, not so much. I mean, I can spot like my weaknesses. Like if I start to see somebody go, I'm like, Oh, that's why I was attracted to you. Okay. I need to just, I can't do this. You know, so yeah. I've been a lot better about it. Well, you know, I that's, am online. <laughs> that, that's, you know. that's the growth though, is that, uh, not spending time trying to fix people anymore as a, cause it yes. does give you an illusion of control when you're like, Oh, I can help. I can get in there. I can fix this, uh, an illusion yes. of control that we don't have. And I think like, I felt like I'm really good at this. I, it's my superpower and actually going to Al-Anon and like turning the superpower back on myself. It's like, Oh, this is the only area I really have control is like over this. Um, yeah. and then now those fixer uppers, the fixer uppers aren't so attractive anymore. Right. Yes. Well, I started buying real estate. (laughs) 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 I started buying like really great fixer upper houses because it was how I looked at men. I was like, Hmm, you know, the bones are good. You know, (laughs) that that shelter fireplace. That's great. You know, it's like we can fix everything around it. He plays really good guitar. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I've definitely <laughs> been buying a lot of real estate and fixing it and, you know, building the A-frame, which is great. Um, and also, I didn't get into my stuff. Like, I didn't put out records. I, I, I'm a musician. I've put out several records now. But I remember when I first got into Al-Anon, I always wanted to – I had written a ton of songs. I played an instrument. And I wanted to put out music, but I was always dating musicians and, like, funneling all my funds into their record and their microphone and their guitar. And I didn't even have a nice guitar. I didn't have, I didn't have like what I wanted. I bought one for dude number nine or whatever, but I, you know, and so finally when I got into program and my sponsor was like, you cannot date, you, your picker's broken, you're, you're off limits for dating for, you know, I, I think she said a year. I think <laughs> so, but it seemed insane to me. I was like, what? No, not, nothing. She's like, no, you just can't. Um, but it was so funny because I remember, I broke, I, I didn't listen to her once because <laughs> Jeremy Piven asked me out. Okay. And I was like, I got to go out with that guy. Okay. He's super cute. He was very charming. I get, we can name names because, I mean, I don't know. Um, but it was a nightmare. We went out a few times and the last date, he was like, it was just awful. Like it was, it was, I, it, it got, I got it over my head at his apartment and I ended up like running out of his What happened? He we were kissing and he did that thing where he pushed the back of your head, you know, like, and I was like, Whoa, what's it? And he's like, come on. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And he was like, Oh, and he was like, really putting the pressure on me. And then I was like, I, you know, where you're just like, I'm going to go now. So I was like, you know what? It's late and I better go. And I wasn't even supposed to be on the date anyway. So I'm getting my stuff. And, he, and I turn around, he has his pants like around his hips, like underneath. What? And he's like, and I was as literally as I was like running out of his house and it was up in the Hollywood Hills too. And it was like a really, dark like rocky front yard that I was trying to run back to my car and he was going just look at it just look at it he was like literally yelling that to me as I was like running down his front rocks please don't sue me Jeremy Piven you know what happened (laughs) oh my god so how did it how did Um, what happened after that did he did he call back no he never called me but um I ran into him again because he asked me out again. I was at Real Food Daily. This was like two years later. I was at Real Food Daily, you know, that like vegan yeah, place yeah. on. Yeah, okay, so I was, I was at the bar there and he started chatting me up and I was like, do you, do you not remember Oh me? my God. been out before. 
at least he has a type. I don't know. I That has happened to me so many times where the guy literally does not remember that we already fucking went out. They don't even remember. And then they're asked, and that happens on dating apps a lot too, where they'll ask me out again and we'll rematch or whatever. By the way, <laughs> so, so did you tell him at the time, like we've gone out before? I said, we went on one of the worst dates. Oh, I, I, I you know, I, I wasn't like myself now where I could have like really like, I mean, I did, I did tell him at first I was being really nice and I was like, oh, you know what? I just, you know, we've been out before I said you know I'm kind of doing some work on myself right now and I I just um and he's like that's a shitty thing to say I'm doing some work on myself right now and he goes why don't you just say you don't want to go out with me and I was like okay I don't want to go out with you I said actually when we did go out it was one of the worst days I've ever been on what did he say um, he just blew me off he like just walked away um, wow yeah. how invalidating exactly, exactly how he ended it that but, sounds very I invalidating I don't like, did he try to rape you? I don't think it was a, a, a rape situation, but he was definitely pressuring me to do something that I just was not comfortable with. So um, I don't think I felt like scared or anything, but um, yeah, I just, it was more ridiculous than anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I think um, like that, that people pleaser or good girlism, you yes. know, where it's like, was that a, was that a me too thing? Or was it a, uh, oh, my people pleaser just got me into a bad situation yeah. where a guy was being gross. Yeah. Yeah. He was definitely like bragging about a part that he'd gotten. Like this was ages ago. I was like in my early twenties. Um, but he was dra bragging about that fam family man movie. He was like, I just got a movie. He's like, well, I, he's like, I just got a big thing. I can't really talk about it. And I was like, okay. You know, so I, I just didn't ask him, but I, he wanted me to ask him. So he was like, yeah, it's like a big, you know, it's like kind of, and I was like, okay, well, but you don't want to talk about it, so we don't talk about it. And he was like, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's Nick Cage. He's like, I play his best friend. And I'm like, do you want to talk about it or do you not want to talk about it? Um, yeah. And he also bored me with a lot of, like, working yoga talk and, like, tea talk. And I'm just like, ugh, I'm so bored. I, I probably would have given him a blowjob if I wasn't so damn bored. Um, sometimes have you ever blown somebody just to get rid of them? I used to do that all Yes, of course. Just like, if I blow you, will you just go away? <laughs> I don't have the strength to just ask you to go away. I, I know I need to do like some kind of sexual favor for you, but please, leave me alone. <laughs> and it works like a charm. Like, oh. And then they're like, well, I better get going. And I'm like, yeah, you better. <laughs> I didn't even care that they were like, you know, abandoning me. <laughs> oh my God, it's hilarious. So how is your um, dating going now during COVID? <laughs> well, I finally got on like the, the, the you know, I, I Raya to me was Raya, which is like the celebrity dating site. I don't know if anybody knows, but like, it's like this like exclusive dating site. Because <laughs> I thought, I got to get rid of this bubble riffraff, you know, because there is a lot of like <laughs> people out there that you're like, are you all right? You know, just <laughs> And I like Bumble where I couldn't, like, I had to go after them. So that, that was good. That, that, like, cut out half of it. But then I also feel like, you know, guys are in for the chase. So sometimes, like, I would, like, message somebody, and then they would message me back, and then and then I feel like they were just like, well, I got that bitch. You know, like, she, now she, like, she's after me. And I was like, I'm not. But it's, like, part of the app that I have to contact you. Um, anyway. Yeah, I have I have trouble with that, too, because I am I want a guy to ask me out. I'm old school. Yeah. Is that old school? Yes. I don't know. I just feel like I, I don't want to. And I'm so bad with the first lines, too. Like, oh, I hey, know. hey, Derek. And then they're like, 
They're like, um, actually, it's Jeremy. And I'm like, oh, I already fucked this up. Like, can someone just come to me first? <laughs> I, well, anyway, Raya, I got off. I was on it. Now I'm off it. I can't handle it. it it's, I realize, like, I'm like, oh, no, water seeks its own level. I was that person. Like, I'm insecure or something. I don't know. I I was like, oh, it's riprap, but now I think I, I want the riprap because everybody on Raya is just like some DJ taking a selfie on a yacht. I was like, oh, any yacht selfie is fine. I can't. I also don't like the shirtless pic. Like, I don't need to. See I don't need to see all that. It's yeah, too I mean, forward. If you're morbidly obese, maybe I'd be like, well, I don't know, you know. But I mean, I don't mind a a little tub but i mean and but but when i see a shirtless like where it's like you're in the gym all the time we're gonna be so bored together i just can't yeah. so that you're that's out there you're tanning you're bronzing oh. you're you're taking shirtless pics we have nothing in common already yes all your pictures are taken by you do you have friends it's weird yeah i can't but it's so funny because like because they do look like underwear models like they look amazing yeah. and i think this guy would be shocked and horrified if he saw me reacting to this beautiful shirtless face. I mean, he is gorgeous, but I feel like I see it and go, oh, God, no. And just like immediately. So well, you know, it sounds like not to cast aspersions on people who have great tanned gym bodies, but it sounds like you're more like I am where we love a more, we're more interested in a creative brilliant mind and like some other sensibilities than so much the gym selfie i don't know yeah, or if they don't say anything about themselves like, like nothing they're just like i'm gorgeous and so like you know i mean this is it like it doesn't matter what my you know and i'm like no you need to like say something kind of witty in your little thing you know and also the sunglasses picture. i wish i wanted to, I, I haven't been on dating apps very long but in the time I, I want to teach a class, I'm just like, take your fucking sunglasses off. We need to see your eyes to make sure you're not going to murder us. I can't, if every picture is sunglasses and then the one that's not, you're like eight miles away, I can't, goodbye. I don't, you, could, you probably are a no. great person, even if your things are witty or whatever. And, it, you know, I just can't, the sunglasses. Yeah, no, so. that's a really good point. And like, what are some other things? What are some other things that you've run up against that were just like, <laughs> Any of those cliche, like, oh, my God, fluent and sarcasm, you know, school hard knocks. I'm like, just say you didn't go to college. You're, 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 you're just showing me how uninventive and look. I just can't. I, I think I always like say, could I build a life with someone who says they went to the school of hard knocks? No. <laughs> I'd rather, like, I'd just rather him, like, have a prison record than be somebody who says, like, damn shit like that. What, um, what yeah. has gone well for you? Like, what, who's your... What what's the worst or weirdest things that have happened on dating apps or Raya? Well, I don't have. I, I've only been a little bit. I mean, I I, I did. I see. I, the thing is, I always dip my toe in for like two days, and then I'm like, this is stupid. I hate this. I don't want this. I'm not. You know, <laughs> and I delete it. So I've I've been on a few apps like for a minute, and then I just delete them. It's so funny because I would reconnect with people. Like, hey, I matched with you, and then I don't know what happened. You know, I'm like, yeah, I know. I get spooked by these things after two days, and then I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Well, the thing with Raya was. When I first moved to LA, I thought that being a waitress would be like the best job ever. I was always a hostess, but I thought waitresses make like $40 a shift. It's amazing. You know, I got to get that job. And the manager kept going, someday you'll be a waitress, you know? And I was like hostessing my ass off and finally I became a waitress. And I'm like, oh, this sucks. So that's kind of how Raya was for me. I was just like, someday I'm going to get it on Raya and it's going to be amazing. And then I got on it and I was like, this is just full of assholes who are like I'm they, they thought they were so far so now I'm back on hinge hinge is good it's okay. like low-key like you know it's nice like 
I know people who've met on Hinge, Bumble, OkCupid, who've met their partners who are in happy, happy relationships. And I find that really inspiring. I don't know anyone who's met on Raya yet. I will say I've matched on Raya with a lot of people in other countries. I'm like, Raya, why are you setting me up with this uh, director in Spain? Um, that sounds great to me, though. I want someone far Okay. Away. Well, there's a lot. There are plenty of... Actually, I do have one friend who's met a good guy on Raya. So she's enjoying that. Okay. And he lives like in Michigan or somewhere. So FYI. I love a boyfriend that lives like in New York. Yeah. Because then like we could meet... Because I, I don't have time. Like I put the kids and everything and with my job. I, I'm just... I'm, I'm only a fun... fun I'm a fun person. <laughs> I mean, I have the means to meet you somewhere. Like Monte yeah. Carlo for a weekend or whatever. Like we could meet in Vegas. We could go to like, you know... Portland for a weekend and have great food and see some theater and like have a fun time and then but but, but if, if there's somebody in like in LA because I've had you know relationships here I was in a relationship with this wonderful man but he wanted he just you know he had young kids and I had young kids and he just needed a lot of my time and I just I was like I I it was just so much extra pressure I was having like panic attacks because I not literally but I shouldn't say that because there are people who have really panic attacks and I don't want to um, do that but like I was just it was under a lot of emotional stress to make sure that he felt taken care of and seen and like loved and then my kids had enough of me and then you know then his kids started coming over and I adored them but I was just like this is like on a weekend I, I'm like by the time I'm finished with all of our breakfast dishes I'm planning lunch and I just I can't it was just exhausting is what it was and then he also was like you know more marriage-minded and I just don't think I've been married three times I don't think I ever want to get married do you think it's a broken again who knows do you think it's a broken institution like is marriage can marriage actually pan out um like long-term monogamy living together I have a friend last night a, a guy friend who told me oh monogamy and living together kills romance well I know that I read a book about that where it's like men are like um like program to only really love somebody for like the time it takes to meet court gestate a baby and get the baby walking and then mm -hmm. then they're sort of like so it's like a three-year period i like um, that i i heard i heard actually share or someone would would say to guys up front i've got two years in me i've got two years and I don't know. I don't. I, I don't want to misquote if I don't. If that I could be wrong. I don't know if that was her, but I kind of love that because two. It's like up front. We've got two years, and then this battery runs out or whatever. <laughs> well, the thing is, I do know great couples have been married for a long time. Some of them are swingers. I'm not gonna. Yeah, but this is like I thought. Like, what makes them tick? And then it's like, oh, they want to fuck everybody. Okay, and they're just like, I think that like people. Some people find like. People who share their weird thing and they're like, okay, well, you're like, you're, who else is going to have this weird thing? We're going to have to stay together forever. You know all my secrets. Um, <laughs> but, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I get bored of people too. But I, I want to believe that there's somebody out there. I feel like if there was somebody who made me laugh all the time, I could – see, that's the thing with my ex, the, the father of the little two little ones. He was wonderful, but, you know, he had – addiction struggles and some stuff and I, but I would have never divorced him had he not you know had a real you know mental breakdown probably I shouldn't say this because he's wonderful and I don't want to embarrass him but um I he kept me completely entertained he was off to himself a lot like you know he was on the autism spectrum so he was super good at what he did and he needed a lot of alone time but when we were together it was like he was so funny and so great um but, you know, he also wasn't available for me very much. And then, you know, anyway, I, but I probably would stay with him forever because 
he gave me my space, but he was also really funny. And <laughs> I think I think uh, several of my friends who are in really good relationships with their guys or, or their girls, it's because they both have um, that they, they know. Yeah, they're available. They're working at it. They're using like therapy. They're 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 showing up for it in ways yeah. to, to grow together. I, 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 I think, think I need an artist, too. Like that was yeah. one thing why I got off. Bumble and stuff because I was meeting too many people who were like, I'm an insurance salesman. I'm a thing. And I just, I, I just need somebody to, if I come home at the end of the day that I can go, oh my God, you know, tell them my story from the day. And I want them to be passionate about what they're doing. It doesn't have to be like in the arts so much. Maybe like a chef or a, like, you know, somebody who's creative, but passionate about whatever they're doing. So what's your, so like, what's your dream guy? Is he like my dream guy, I think, is artistic, like you're saying, creative, but also funny, yeah. hilarious, but also like with some spirituality and and who's done some kind of work on himself. Yeah, you know. Also, I didn't think I, I never was like a po- political person, you know, until this nightmare happened. Now I'm like, when's the rally again? Where where were we writing to this week? But um, now I felt that that's sort of important to me because yeah, the ex that I said that you know things I probably wouldn't have left him. He was, he's sort of apathetic about politics. And now when we talk as friends, I'm just like, how could I have ever been with somebody who was so checked out about other people? Like, you know, that, that's the thing. Like, there was a guy that I thought was really attractive that I was working with a while ago. And um, we were, I was like, oh, yeah, I was, I was talking because I was listening to the, it was the impeachment hearings were going on. And he was like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. And to me, what I heard was like, oh, yeah, I don't care about other people. That's <laughs> kind of like, yeah. what, like, I'm pretty much okay with, because it's like, oh, he's like a white straight male. Of course he doesn't. I mean, he's not, you know. But it's always so sexy to me when a guy, like, gives a shit about his community and, like, is working to help people that are less fortunate. I feel like it says a lot about someone that I just don't know how anybody could be not informed about things like that now for, yeah. for me it says a lot about who you are it's like oh you're sort of self-centered and you don't really care about yeah. the struggles of people that are less yeah you're apathetic <laughs> and what do you so. like what is a good who has reached out to you and and you like what's a good pickup line on the dating apps and what's a good date during covid oh well i have a friend who got covid from a socially distanced hike that she met some guy on Bumble and now she's got COVID. Wow. Thankfully, she's not that sick, but it's early. So mm-hmm. that's I just, good he, to he know. Said he had no symptoms. He was like, I feel so bad. I got tested. Well, he had got tested and he said, I'm so sorry. I just got, I tested positive for COVID and she hadn't got felt any sickness yet. And she's like, Oh God. Okay. But we were socially distant and then she got sick. So, um, I have just been zooming. I've just been like FaceTiming with people. I like that. That's um, easy. That's simple. And you can get to know each other. You can see, you can find out so much in a 10 minute call um, yes. that you, you can see if you vibe, you can see if your conversation flows, you can ask the key questions, the basics. Are you yes. a vegan? Are you a vapor? Are you a vaping vegan? No, I'm kidding. Those aren't, those aren't my questions. But, well, you know, but, I wish more guys would put are you married? in there. I need to know I wish this. more guys would put videos in their profile because I feel like it would save us all a lot of time. I, if I can see somebody moving and talking, I can be like, oh, yes or no. You know, I, you yes. know and, and we'll look way cuter in real life because this makes me look like David Lee Roth a little bit. Like my nose is like, I'm just yeah. a gigolo and everywhere I go. Anyway, <laughs> I never uh, would have I, caught that. But but there's, there's somebody that I was going to go out with um, 
uh, uh, from Raya. And then I asked him these basic questions, these basic 10 minute questions. I didn't want to be that, that buzzkill who's going to ask a bunch of questions up front, but I asked a few and he, he made a cute joke about it. He was like, Oh, where are we at in the 40 questions? I only counted four and a half and it was cute. But I kind of threw out the bait, like, are you married? How much do you live in the city? But, 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 da, da, da. And, yeah. um, are you spiritual? Da, da, da. And, he answered all the questions very thoughtfully and and very intelligently and and they you know a plus a plus and then at the end he he springs it on like actually if i was going to be an ltr again it would be with a man and i'm like thank you so much for being so forthcoming completely support your journey and he's like if you still want to hang out and i'm like i don't you know but uh, it's not for me but like i'm looking for someone who wants you know an ltr with a woman unless it's like a bisexual situation where the dude was like with Iman, you know, it was David Bowie. And then he like settled down for life with Iman. Is it Iman or Iman? I'm like, I'm Max. I mean, like I, that's awesome. But I was like, it's not for me, but like totally support your journey. But I'm like, if I hadn't asked those questions for 10 minutes, oh my gosh, I would, yes, who I, knows? I, asked, I, thought, I don't want to be a pain in the butt. Yeah, I don't, don't want to ask questions. Away, but- it's like these are things like basics like where a lot of people don't care because maybe they're not looking for an ltr so they can go hang they can go do this they can do that but it's like i feel like there's certain things it's like let's just be you know forthcoming also the people who have a girlfriend on there there's so many couples on there like i get i i'm like what is it about me that you know like like i'm not good enough for just one guy but the couples love me (laughs) it gets weird yeah I also hate when people have like their kids front and center with their face in it, and then they're talking all these about like I'm I'm, I'm like a bottom. I'm very submissive, and it's like, and you're in this picture with your two year old. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, and I'm not king shaming. It's just that like get your freaking kid out of that weird. Like someday there's gonna be a screenshot for this poor girl in college, and they're gonna go look at your daddy's at bottom, and he likes to be you know whipped in the closet, and there's you on his shoulders, you know, and it's like ooh, I don't like. Yeah, you know, I think it's just like, you you know, I'm not shaming anyone. Like, I just feel like, though, you know, just... Let your kink flag fly, but get your kids out of the damn picture. Let your kink flag fly, but see if, make sure you're on the same page before you, you know, waste each other's time during COVID. That's all I'm saying. Um, Okay, we only (laughs) have... Being a friend in his ad, I just didn't want his daughter involved. It was weird to see that, like, written by her little cute face. I was just like, anyway. That, That is weird. Okay, sadly, I only have eight more minutes with you oh, before this so turns off. I know. I guess we could start yeah. up a, a third. Um, but I guess like there's so much to cover. I mean, I don't know, like what's your creative process? Like when you, when you go and create these voices, do you just hear them in your head and channel them? Like I do when I'm writing or do you like sit, what's your process? It's so on the fly, Melinda. I'm not a good preparer. Sometimes I, don't, I mostly don't read the scripts because I feel like it kind of takes the end. First of all, I'm lazy. Second of all, I feel like it takes the energy out of it. We used to do read-throughs on this one show, and every time the director would go, I loved what you did in the read-through. Can you do it like that again? And I was thinking, no, because the magic is out of it now. I, I like the like spontaneity. I like to kind of know what the general story is, and then I'm good. But anyway, about creating a voice, usually they'll give you a picture, and that really helps a lot, like, like, if it's got buck teeth or something, you can kind of talk like that, or, you know, or they'll say, like, make it skinnier, and I'm like, oh, then I'll talk a little bit more like that, and, or they'll say, make her chubbier, and I'm like, talk a little bit more like that, you know, just a little bit, I don't know, just, you know, I just, if you see the picture, it helps a lot. Where did you, also, oh, what? Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just saying that, like, I'm, 
doing music a lot more because my brother moved into the back and he's gorgeous. He's 27. All my friends are like, how's your brother? Ugh. I'm like, get away from my brother. <laughs> um, but uh, he is adorable and he's a really, he's a, He's got a beautiful voice, and he's beautiful. And but anyway, we started this band called the Dress Ups, like a like a COVID band. I saw <laughs> that. Put out this little record that helped um, Sweet Relief, the musicians' assistance fund for you know just for COVID relief, because um, there's so many musicians who are out of work right now. And we put it out on band on, on Bandcamp. We just did all these sibling uh, covers, like all covers by sibling bands. Yeah. We did, like the Everly Brothers and In Excess and. Um, the McGarrigal sisters, and anyway, we but yeah, it was like five bucks, and we raised like a couple thousand dollars. So, we're gonna do another one called Stalker, and it's gonna be all covers of like we're doing Every Breath You Take, and I Want You to Want Me, and um, uh, The Tide is High, and like all kind of stalkery songs. <laughs> we're recording two of them tonight, but yeah, so the musical process is I always write my songs in my head, and then mm-hmm. I figure them out on, on the auto harp, and then I record them. So, um, yeah, and drawing wise, I just doodle with my kids I don't do much art anymore except for my son's like so my, my older son's so good with his art that I just that that outdoor art show he raised like six thousand dollars and he gave like a thousand of it to Black Voters Matter um so he's, he's already on his way he's gonna be famous yeah <laughs> I'm glad because he sucks at biology <laughs> <laughs> um okay well who so who who is your next boyfriend like what's he gonna be like <laughs> I want somebody I would love, dads are great. I don't want to raise somebody else's kids. That was a little bit too much for me. But I love, I like a dad because they'll understand that I can't be with them all the time and that I'm, I just want to have fun weekends until our kids are big. And then I would love to move out to the A-frame with somebody who's, I need somebody kind of handy. I like a manly man. I don't like guys that are like, we should call someone. You know, I, I like, I like kind of like fix things. That's super sexy to me. Um, and just solid in who he is and uh, the selfie guys. That's the thing is like if somebody's got too many pictures, even one selfie, I'm like, you're the kind of person who sits in your car and takes pictures of yourself. I don't know. It just is weird. <laughs> do you? Um, oh, you know what I was going to ask? Do you still write stand-up? Do you ever write stand-up oh, or other things? And if so, like I've what? I've been writing so many jokes. I haven't done any of those Zoom shows. I've gotten invited to do those Zoom shows, but it's too depressing. Yeah. Like, I did one Zoom thing. It wasn't stand-up, but it was, like, a, it was called um, Brighter. Is it Brighter? Yeah, it's with um, Donna, Donna Fineglass and, um, oh, God, Seth uh, Morris, who I adore. They're so funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, you froze. I played the outfit on, and I had my glasses on and everything. I played a lady in the in Oh, you the played a character. Thing. Cool. And, but, um, so that was really fun. But doing, but, but even then, like, there's no laughs. Because they're, you know, and you can't hear anybody laughing. And then, and then if you do hear people laughing, it's like delayed. So you feel like you bombed for like half a second. So then you want to kill yourself. And it's just, I can't, I, it's too, I, I need to like lie. I need it live. Yeah. I can't. I agree. But I, I am writing I, a lot of jokes. Oh, good. What's, do you yeah. like ever, do you have a set process? Like, do you do like an hour a day or like 10 minutes here or 10 minutes there? Just whenever it, it inspires you. Well, Twitter helps me so much because I you're able to see like does this resonate with other people? Do I need to reword this? Like how mm-hmm. Twitter is like my is like my open mic kind of, and then I'll take things that work on Twitter to actual open mics if that you know if, if we ever get there again. But um, but my brother even last night I ran something by my brother and he was like, wait, I don't understand because I was like my ex was such a do it yourself kind of guy, you know, he was just like a do yourself or you know, and 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 so you know any project we had around the house, you know, I he would just be like do it yourself. And so, but it, but at first I'd said, um, 
I didn't say, I said, you know, so I had to do a lot of things myself. And my brother was like, wait, what? And I was like, you know, because he was a do-it-yourself, so he would say, do it yourself. And so he was like, oh, no, I think you need to say, he said, do it yourself. Because otherwise, he's like, I've been drinking. And so I know people in the clubs will have been drinking. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're a good barometer for if a joke's working because you have been drinking most of the time. My brother definitely is not. Um, he's not the person who's quit drinking like me. <laughs> I keep telling him, you know, alcoholism runs in our family, right? <laughs> he's like, it's the, it's the pandemic. Give me a break. And I'm like, all right. So, but um, no, but I'm writing things. I, 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 I did a joke about like, because I, I did wax all my pubes off, and then I was like, oh, now I know why ugly guys have beards, and I tweeted that, and that worked well on Twitter, so then I was like, okay, that's good. I'm going to write that down for my, when I start doing open mics again. That's so you keep like a little log. Okay, uh, where should, we have a minute and 53 seconds left. Oh, oh I wish we had more time. Me too. This was so fun. Did we cover everything you wanted? Did we cover what you wanted to cover? I think we covered that you overcame your your personal obstacles and trauma with therapy and Al-Anon. Yes. And you um, are dealing with your political trauma with your activism. Yes. And yeah. with dis detaching from your family yeah. around difficult yeah. matters. And you're dealing with um, dating by, yeah. by continuing to yeah. show up. So if there's someone in New York or like across the country who wants to meet up every now and again when COVID's over and like go on a fun weekend and then when we get old and our kids are older, we can finally retire to the A-frame in the beautiful countryside of Sisters, Oregon. Oh my God. Who doesn't want that? That sounds amazing. I wanted to know about all your weird things that happened on Raya, but maybe you can come back another time. Oh, I know. I'm so glad. I Oh yeah, we have to wrap up now, but just tell people we I matched with someone who Melinda used to date I didn't know that she used to date him thank god I reached out to you because because you know that happened with my friend Jen I I could have been an asshole and gone out with this guy but I was like I'm gonna because I, I knew that they actually had a romantic relationship I didn't realize you I thought you guys just knew each other I didn't know you guys dated but I reached out to her and said hey you know what do you think of this guy because I got I matched with him she's like well um you're welcome to go out with him but um he used to write himself checks out of my checkbook and stole a bunch of money from me and I was like thank you I'm really glad that I I love it. I well, it's like in the remaining 10 seconds and we might get cut off. Uh, I guess it's like you never people can have their own experience, but you also want to hook a sister up with some information if someone's, you know, going to be bad news. Anyway, I love you. Great. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> I had a ring light because my son used to do Insta. I mean, yeah, YouTube all the time, and he had this ring light. And he's like, "Mom, you should use this. You'll look so." And now I can't. I couldn't find it, so I was like in this weird, dark spot. He's like, "Just sit in front of the window." So that's what I'm doing. Oh, no filter needed. No filter needed. No, no. You're so pretty, <laughs> and I love your hair this length. I, I I'm gonna grow it out, but my I, I but I do this smoothing treatment. Everybody's gonna be bored to death for the perfect minute. Anyway, unless you have a vagina, you should go away for a little <laughs> but um that's probably i probably should say that because i'm sure people without vaginas care too but um but i used to do this smoothing treatment on my hair every six months and it was i didn't realize how much i needed it and now i'm like oh my god because it's like oh it's frizzy it's frizzy i have naturally oh, really curly hair i did not I know, know that I, yeah it but i don't straight. like it yeah. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. I thought back. so many more things I wanted oh. to say, so I'm glad we're doing Good. This. Please tell yeah. me. Well, I was going to say that 
being a by mother. The, by the way, oh. everyone, if you did not hear the first part of uh, Gray's interview, she we did another interview with her. Listen to that and then come here. Okay. This is part yeah, so two. We're, yeah, we were talking about online dating. We're both, um, so. we both have been in Al-Anon and we have uh, issues with no closure and we were cut off abruptly. And now <laughs> we're, we're trying to have closure. Abandonment issues came up and we were like, I'm still here for you. <laughs> oh God, I have so many... My mom, you know, being an addict, she used to make me all these promises and then not fulfill any of them. So she would say she was going to take me to Disneyland and I was be staying with my grandma and I would sit out on the porch waiting for my mom to pick me up to go to Disneyland. Of course, she would never show up and I would sit out there all day. I know it makes me cry, especially being a mother of kids of now. And I'm just like, oh my God. But so when people break plans, I know all my friends are like, oh, I'm so relieved people broke plans. Oh my God, I'm so glad. I don't want to, you know, it's like, you know, that old tweet. There's always people who are like, I love when people break plans. For me, it's just like, I just, it's like, but I had in my head what we're going to do and now that's not happening. And it's just, it's really hard for me. So anyway. Yeah, um, me too. I, I love when people have integrity and they can just show up or do what they said they were going to do. It's very rare. I know it really is. The, and and the, the guy that I was with before who was like a, a sweetheart, I feel like I took out a lot of my sickness on him, but like, I, mean, I feel like he paid for a lot of like mistakes of other people I had dated. But like one time we were supposed to take our kids to the beach and he was like, uh, you know what? They went swimming all day. They're exhausted. They're just not going to. And I was like so angry. And, I, and my kids were really looking forward to seeing his kids and going to the beach. And I just sent him a really shitty text like, look, you know, my, my kids are disappointed enough by their, you know own family they don't need like some other person disappointed or something stupid it was dumb but I mean but then later on I was like that was my own issues I'm sorry I was disappointed a lot as a child my kids probably are going to be fine and it's not a big deal and I'm sorry and I know you're a dad and you're dealing anyway so, but what I was going to say is you turn that around <laughs> yes I did yeah it's always good to just you know say when you're wrong um but I'm hardly ever wrong but when I am I <laughs> well you were um, triggered you were triggered which yeah, happened. I just said I, that's an issue for me, and I'm sorry. It's like in it's installed in my thing, and I just sorry. Um, and he is a good person. He was like, "It's okay, I get it." You know, it was. Yeah. Um, but I was gonna say about yeah. being a mom, like you always have to pretend like you're impressed by mediocre shit all day. Like your kids will just be like, "Mom, mom, look at this, look at this," and then they just like jump like one foot off the ground, and you have to go, "Oh my god, yay, that's so wonderful!" You know, <laughs> I feel like that's. I was noticing, like, because I just got on the dating apps, and I was kind of noticing, like, a lot of guys, like, skydiving, like, they're holding fish, you know, they're, they're, they're like, rock climbing, you know, and I was like, oh, I know what this is, you know, they're just like, mom, look at me, mom, look at me, you know, and you have to be like, yay, I love that, you know, anyway, because I was like, I don't want to be this active, I mean, I'm not a non-active person, I, I try to keep fit, and I, you know, I love to go for walks, and I love to, you know, I'll go on a bike ride or whatever, but, like, I don't want to be jumping out of a plane all day. And it seemed like, I was like, this person's like always on top of a mountain somewhere. And I don't know if that's the life that I want for myself. Then I was like, oh, I think they're probably just an accountant, but they want, but it's like, oh, look at me, look, look what I can do. And so I get it. It's not, because that used to scare me away from some people. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for this lifestyle. I don't think I can, you know, and then I realized, no, that's just 20%. So that is such an astute observation. And I feel like every... <laughs> Everyone in, I know, because I usually like blow right past those ones too, because I'm like, I'm never going to be climbing a rock. I'm never going to be, I'm not going to be in your tent at the base of the mountain. You know what I mean? But I now. Love I love camping. So I was like, I don't want to get rid of the outdoors, you guys, because I love, I, I do love that. And I'm building a cabin for crying out loud. So 
but yeah. I love glamping. <laughs> Although COVID's made me want to go to the mountains, but I think that that's an astute observation because I think everyone, not just guys, would love, you know, someone to be like, oh my God, you're holding a big fish. I see you. I see yes, you. I see you. <laughs> yes, you did it. You did it. That's a lot of what- So many times. Oh yeah, I have to say my kids, yes, I see that. I see that. I, I say that all the time. Like, oh, I see you. Yes, you did that. And it's like just processing, you know, because I did rye when they were little, but just this whole parenting style. But it is about like seeing them. And, and part of it is saying, I see you. I see that you did that. And, and not really reflecting it through you of whether it's good or bad, but just like, look what you did. You know, you you did that, you know, just acknowledgement. Well, that's an important um, thing that you just brought up because actually there there's a trauma of abandonment and neglect. And that's of people yeah. like not feeling seen. And so like... Uh, you know, that that's the big part of reparenting is just going, I see that you did that, me. Like, good yes. job with that yes. little thing. And I have trouble with bragging, like, because I don't think I got enough, like, people in my life saying, like, you did good. My grandma did. My grandma was a wonderful person. <laughs> she always gave me lots of praise, but I didn't ever feel like I got that from my, from my other parent parental figures um and so I feel like sometimes I brag and then I'm like Ugh, I hate this person because you know when you when someone else does it I'm like Ugh, they're gross and then I'm like oh I do that that's why I hate that I because I, I see what they're doing and it's so sad to me <laughs> me too no I totally yeah. relate to that of just like being like wait didn't you see I, I did this thing I exist I matter right right like a little puppy like somebody that's why it is it's such a big thing like to be able to actually listen to people like on the dating apps and stuff to just to just hear what they're saying or, or be kind like even if it's not going to be a match just that people can feel heard and seen yes and also so you know if you want to go because sometimes i'm so busy trying to sell myself like you're talking about me but i don't get the you know things where i'm like if, maybe if I was not talking about me so much, I was listening, I could see that this person is a psychopath. <laughs> I think probably I, I like end up with people just because I'm talking so much, I can't hear danger. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's, you know, that's a big part of my, my new comedy special that's coming out. Oh, um, I'm so excited. <laughs> yes. Yes, I love it. Um, which is about a, this dating stuff of like not being high on hopium, uh, you know, and really ah. being able to listen and lean in when people present the facts because they do tell you uh, everything you need to know on the first date. But, yes, but we get into like if they're vague or they're kind of mysterious, we get into filling in the blanks with our fantasy. Yes. And so, this is so healing, Melinda. I'm glad we're doing that. I feel like a free therapy. Yes, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And just yeah, being, able to to be, listen more. being able to be and like, so yeah, that's cool with silence, though, as you can probably tell. <laughs> but, you know, when there's, I always feel like, let's fill it up. But, you know, like, I, this was bubbling. We got to keep it bubbling. You know, yeah, no, but it's something to be, it is so nice to be around somebody you can just be quiet with there's a guy that i've been socially distantly um just meeting up with just to have fun like no it, it, he's very attractive he's very successful he's really funny he's great but we've worked we've known each other for like 20 years and we've worked together forever and i don't want to and i mean that i always thought that was like the sellout 
course, like, I don't want to ruin our friendship. My friend would be like, no, if you really like this person, you would ruin the friendship in two seconds because, you know, you're just, it's, it's, the, but I really, really honestly say I'm kind of afraid of anything happening. Well, first of all, we don't go near each other because of this, you know, like he, he has this great house in the hills and we like, I spread my blanket out. He spreads his blanket out. We have our little coffee or whatever, and we stay apart, far apart, but we, we meet up. Um, and nothing has happened because of COVID. But I think, well, even if it wasn't COVID, would I kiss him or something? Because I really, really value him as a person. And it seems like when I get involved with people, I mean, sometimes I keep him as a friend, but usually I run it into the ground. And then, <laughs> Do you really? Are you a man eater? because I ran, I ran running out of charge. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, hello? <laughs> As you're, like, saying the most key personal moment, I'm, like, just absent. <laughs> could be so triggered. Okay, oh sorry. Feet? I have to turn you sideways. Can we still be friends? Oh, can I, should I turn myself sideways? If yeah, you I want. I should. Okay, let's see here. Oh. Okay. Look yeah. at that. That's better. Oh, yeah. I've got this like cheap little stand. Let me. Is that okay? Hang. My oh, my okay. phone is running out of charge, so I had to recharge it. And and um, this is the the one of the things of doing it on Instagram Live is like charge running out, Instagram Live running out. Like, but okay. I'm getting a new phone um, this this month too, so hopefully that'll help. But okay. that, that looks good. I'm, I'm trying to. I don't want everybody to see my up mic. Is that? Oh, is that a kimono? Oh. Are you wearing a kimono? It's like a little. It's like a little kind of. It's it's short, but it's like yeah. So I don't want to show people too much. But it's like, wow, she really opened up. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but no, it's, um, it's a little. It's a little Forever Twenty One. It looks vintage, but it's a little Forever Twenty One or Zara. No, it's Zara. I love it. You always, you always get the best scores at Zara. I remember so many things I've complimented yes. you on. You're always like, Zara, Zara, Zara. Zara, Zara, Zara. And now I can't, I don't even go online anymore because if it doesn't work out, it's too hard to return. So I haven't been buying anything, which has saved me a lot of money. You know what? I This pandemic has really changed me for the better because I'm not going to be shopping like I was because I don't shop that much anymore and I'm fine. Um, and also, are people going to like you more, Gray, just because you have like, you know, Maybe a little bit more. Melinda liked me a little bit more. But um, I just, I, I, I do my own hair color now. I do my own pedicures. I, I, there's so much. I mean, I'm cutting everyone's hair in my house. I'm probably never going to pay for my kids to get their hair cut again because I do a great job. Wow. I mean, that's impressive. Oh. I, I cut this and it's, it's, I will say it's lighter, but I wouldn't call it even or even air quotes good. My bangs definitely need help, but um, yeah, I need that smoothing treatment. That's one thing I can't do myself. Oh, my, my brother's dog is a puppy, and he scratched me. I realized how deep that was. Anyway, um, Ouch. like, oh, I've just been cutting myself. I'm doing great during <laughs> I've just been cutting. That's my personal. My, my... <laughs> I cut my own hair. I cut my own wrist. Um... <laughs> uh, are you? 
<laughs> are you, um, what was I going to say? Uh, what are your favorite hair products? Like, what do you use? I use, well, now I use, well, there's this company called, um, uh, Mon, Mon, Monat. It's okay. like, it, it's like a, it's like a multi-level thing that my hairdresser was selling for a while. And first I was like, you're just trying to make a buck off me. I, I grew up with Nutrisystem. I know this is, yeah, but it actually was good. It was like anti-aging hair care. So it like really smoothed your hair out. So it's like, you know, when you, as you get older, it can get kind of more brittle and stuff. And so it would smooth it out. But I think that the way that she did it had some magic quality to it because now when I try to do it, it's not, it doesn't work as well at home as it did in the salon. <laughs> Probably with the absence of the flat iron and the really professional blowout, it doesn't work as well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but I just bought this thing called Oleoplex on Amazon because it had really good reviews. So hopefully that'll smooth things out. I mean, it's pretty frizzy. Okay. My friends are getting their hair done with their person coming over with a mask and doing it outside, but I'm just still afraid of that. I don't even go to the grocery store. I'm too afraid of getting something. Yeah. So. Do you get grocery delivery? Yes. I have And, and that's too. another thing I'm never going to do. I was spending all this money at Target because I would go there for like, you know, applesauce and come home with a whole new wardrobe. And now I'm just like, I've been doing Amazon Fresh and it's amazing. I love Amazon Fresh. In fact, I canceled my Instacart because Amazon Fresh is, is great. Yes, I, yeah, I I hate to give Jeff, Jeff Bezos any more money, but I, I guess that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, food, but I'm definitely not going to Target every week anymore because I I can't control myself. I had so yeah, Target has so many cute things. So yeah. um, so you thought you were like a man eater before in your mar in I mean I really relate to that. I feel like I was a man eater from my, you know from learning bad habits, but yeah. I've done a lot of work on it. And I, 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 I don't think I'm a man eater anymore. I hope. Yeah. I think I learned my, the guy that I got out of that relationship with about a year ago, he, it was a really sweet person, but it just kind of, you know, just was too much for me at the time. Um, he, uh, he was good at like calling me on my shit. Like if I would try, sometimes I wanted attention. So I would like do these like things of like, you know, just like little fishing things and weird. And he was good about going, do you need something, you know, or do you need attention? Do you need a hug? And I was like, oh, God, you really, <laughs> I guess so, you know. And so I learned a little bit more about myself in that, you know, I, I don't need to, like, rely on things. I can just say, like, hey, I'm feeling kind of like I need attention right now or something rather than, like, I don't know. I'm not I'm not really selling myself. If anybody that I was potentially wanting to date is watching this, they're probably like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> No, now you way. Now you know how to say, like, that is such a big thing, actually, just being able to say, I need something, like, knowing what you need, being able to say it in a way yeah. that wasn't, like, a childhood way of getting things done was, like, yes. if you were ignored as a child, okay. you, have, you had to throw a tantrum, you had to pout, yes. you had to have, you have to literally be screaming for someone to pay attention to you. Or bad behavior. Or bad so you behavior. Get like, you can, you know, flirt with someone else so that you can, you know, just like, yeah, bad behavior is not a good way to get attention. You know? Yeah. And yeah, so I mean, even with my kids, I try to reward good things. Like I, when I see them doing Snyder, when, when I see them doing things that are good, I go, oh, I love that you're, you know, I see that. And I, I, I really love, you know, that. And so that they know like a good way to get attention is to do something good. Yeah. And I think, you know, that that's such a big thing, like being able to just communicate what you need and like, you know, and what about nonviolent communication? Have you tried that? 
Hi, uh, little dog. Oh, it's Schneider. Oh. He's a good boy. Oh. He's a Speaking of, I see he, you. behavior got him attention. I see your behavior. <laughs> Do you need he a got, hug? He got what he wanted. <laughs> he, um, I know my cat does. Non what were you talking about? Non- some, what did you say? My cat does that too. He'll he'll jump up and like bite my toe when it's time to wake up. And I'm like, there's a kinder way to do that. Like you could, there's walking on me. You could purr in my face. Like he's like a little, he's a little like, he doesn't, he's not a big purrer, but he'll like show that his affection by jumping up and lunging at me and biting me. I'm like. And biting your foot probably has a real snap to it. Like, you know, you, you definitely don't have to wait around for that attention. It comes right away. No, I'm like, I guess I'm up now. But then it's like, he has to play the long game because then I still need to meditate for 22 minutes. So I want to do more, med more meditating. Before all this happened, I went out to see, visit my land in Oregon, you know, where, I was built, where I'm building my little A-frame house. And um, I went to, because I never have time to myself. I, of course, I tried to fill up my trip with all these friends. Like, hey, do you want to come out to visit my land with me? You know, my friend Lisa Delarios, who is the funny comedian, who's funnier than me in my special. Um, and she, and, and just like, oh, the guy that I was seeing, I tried to bring him out. And he couldn't go. And then I was like, I guess I'm going to have to go on this trip by myself, which was like this terrifying thing. I was like, I'm going to have to like look at me and my stuff. But it was so great being there by myself. I ate whatever I wanted. I went out dinners and never had to worry about where anybody else wanted to eat I took a meditation class so I found this great meditation room and I, I had like I saw colors and it was, I had like a really amazing experience with that and I want to do more of it but of course you know with the kids it's so hard to do anything by myself you know when I'm not working so what kind um, of sure what kind of meditation was it it was I think it was just like t, just tm like we just like you know just closed our eyes. We all sat in a circle and just tried to clear our minds and like focused on, you know, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember like the lady next to me, she had been doing it for years and years. And when I had my eyes closed, I felt all these like colors coming off of her and like, like violet, like purple coming off of her. And like, it was just, and I felt so centered after. So there's something definitely to it. Yeah. So, I, I love it. Um, that's your house sounds amazing. Um, oh, it's gonna be so great! Oh my god, it's gonna be great! Yeah. Oh, I love a giant deck. And there's like four bunks. I mean, there are four double bunks upstairs. So the upstairs seats. I mean, uh, sleeps eight. And then the little tiny little peak of the A-frame is gonna be a little recording studio, like a little teeny tiny. And now that I can run all my own gear, all I need is a Wi-Fi connection, and I can work anywhere. Oh my god! I, never, I was always afraid of tech, you know. So that's another good thing about this pandemic because I actually learned how to. I, I used to pay to do all my auditions at a sound studio. Now I do my all my own auditions on my own computer. You know, I don't have to pay anybody, so that's good. That's it's totally good amazing. Um, non nonverbal or nonviolent communication is uh, yes. circling back. Um, yeah, is uh, like just sticking to the facts. It's a way to not argue. It's basically like there's like. All these books about it but basically it's like um when you do x i feel sad yes. abandoned da, 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 whatever so it's like um or repeating if i'm hearing you correctly you're saying yes it's like all these good. communication tactics techniques that are 
Yeah. I'm not an expert though, so I could be like no, totally I misquoting that. No, I learned a little that, bit but... of that in therapy. Yeah, I learned a little bit of that in therapy. And I actually went to therapy with the guy that I got out of that relationship with. We, we, we did like a therapy after the breakup just to kind of, because I was like, I don't want to make these mistakes over and over again. And I don't want to, I'm the one who got out of the relationship because it just got a little bit to be too much for me. Like he was a different place. He was looking for like a partner to like raise his kids with and do that. And I, I was like, I don't think, I think I just kind of want to raise my kids on my own meet up with someone who I have like a mature friendship partnership with like if they're super busy I'm super busy we go on trips together you know I want to go on a fancy trip once a month and have great sex and then come back and read I don't want like some man coming into my house <laughs> with my children because I had a really horrible stepfather and so I don't want to have that I don't want to risk that like especially once you're in with somebody and your kids have bonded to them and then they start being a jerk I just I'm terrified of that so I just want someone who has their own life I have my own life we meet up for fun things and then if later when our kids are bigger we want to like mesh things and that would be great but um oh yeah so I wanted to see what I did wrong in the relationship so that I didn't make those mistakes again so I did learn a lot about like that when you do this I feel this you know yeah like what you were saying oh, and, really? like, I'm, I'm hearing you yeah we learned that in our we did like closure therapy or something <laughs> I love that I think that's so adult I had one I had one boyfriend um who we broke up and and he said, let's go to dinner to celebrate our new friendship. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. And oh, I went and, uh, and then he would continue to invite me to like his screenings and whatever. And, and uh, we were able to stay friendly. So that's nice. Oh, he probably just, if, if I'm, if I'm going to be a, a, um, a jaded LA woman, it's like, he just didn't want to lose that ass in the seat, you know, that he needed for his, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, I still want you to come to my bringers. Like, are, are we good? Like, <laughs> I, did a, I did a joke about like how I was in this relationship with this guy that wanted to have like group sex all the time. And he kept trying to what? get me to, you know, yeah, he kept wanting to get like threesomes and like he wanted to get my friends in on things. But I've been doing, you know, I'm so new at comedy that I'm so used to like if you want to be part of something cool, you have to bring like five people. So I didn't mind. Like I didn't notice that he was being abusive yet. <laughs> You're like, oh, bring her sex. I know. It's like, yeah, okay, I know. I, I have five friends. Great relationship. I definitely have to involve more people. So that's fine. You're like, that's great. I know a lot of people. I can bring 30 people to your sex party. Um. <laughs> You just throw it out on Twitter. Um, new relationship tonight at 8 p.m. in El Segundo. El Segundo. <laughs> oh, my God. Industry gets in free. Industry gets in free. Don't ask, don't tell. COVID, COVID test. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> That's oh. that's awesome. I love that. I, I wish more people would go to therapy around an outro exiting a relationship. Yeah. Did you like what are the key things you learned from doing that? Well, I I hmm, I kind of overpromised because I think I thought that I wanted someone to like build my whole life with, but then when they were here, he was so wonderful, but it's like my kids crawl into bed with me in the morning. Like that's what they love to do. And then I thought, well, I can't have them crawling into bed with some man. You know, I mean, even though he was a really nice man and he really liked them and they knew him very well. I just thought like, and then, they, and then sometimes he would be like, you know, do your kids always sleep with you? And then I was like, oh, I feel bad. And I'm like, you know what? They're little, they're, they're not going to want to sleep with me when they're 12, hopefully. Um, so like, and this is like a special time in their little lives and I don't want them to ever feel like, oh, is the man here? I can't get into the bed. You know, I, I just, 
I didn't want it to affect them. I want them to know that mommy's beds always, you know, that they, if they have a nightmare or if they're in the morning and they want to cuddle, like, I don't want to lose that just because some dude's here. And um, also, it's, like, so nice to, like, go away for a weekend. And I, I really feel at my most relaxed and happy and, like, also sexually free when I'm like away. I, mm-hmm. I, I can't, I, I can't really relax that much here. Cause I'm like, does someone need me? Is somebody calling me? You know, and I just felt like I wasn't fun at home. <laughs> I just want like a vacation boyfriend and it, then later on, maybe something more. It sounds, I, think I learned in that relationship what I could, what I could promise, like what I could commit to. That sounds like really great clarity. Like, okay, I'm really busy with my life here. I want a vacation boyfriend. That's where I let loose. That seems like completely more doable than finding someone. That sounds completely doable. Yeah. And even like a a, a guy that lives out of town would be great because also I only have a babysitter one night a week. And so when things open up again, I want to see my, usually want to see my girlfriends one night a week. I don't really want to see a guy one night a week. Um, Uh I'd rather just see a guy like one long weekend a month. (laughs) That's really good clarity. Yes, but of course, if I meet someone who sweeps me off my feet, I might that I might all go out the window because you know how that is when you're like meet like somebody you're crazy about. All your girlfriends are like, I guess we'll see you in a few months. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> okay, she she just went to Relationship Island, one way ticket. <laughs> my friend used to be like, you know, because I'd get into whatever the guy that I was seeing, like whatever they were into, like I would change. But I was like, oh, I'm, I, I start listening to new bands. She's like, is the guy that you're seeing like into this weird indie band? And I'm like, yeah, isn't it great? You know. And then, um, like, I went out with this guy that golf. I was a really good golfer once. And she's like, so when does golf camp start? <laughs> yeah, I was a little chameleon. That's another coping mechanism of growing up with ad- addicts because you're just like. What can I become so that I can fit into your scenario? Yeah, totally, totally. That's what we become expert chameleons and expert at. I think it makes you a good comedian too because you get very good at anticipating (laughs) moods, anticipating moods that people are in and like, and navigating like what they need in order for there to not be a blowout. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yep, very true. Um, Are you... um, by the way, like, do you think that makes you a really great voice actress? Like those instincts, yes. chameleon instincts. Yeah, and I can switch things up pretty quickly or know when something's just not working. Like if I'm not feeling the love, like if I try something out and people are like, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> when you get the three cools, you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> They're like, cool, cool, cool. Um, can we just completely redo everything? Cool, cool, cool. It's like when you get a writing note and you're like, I'm going to process. Thank you. I'm going to pro- That's interesting. I'm going to process that. Well, I've noticed when people ask me to look at, like, read stuff that they wrote, they never want me to say how I really feel. Because anytime I've ever really given honest feedback, I just have ended a relationship. So anytime I read something, I'm always like, I'm so wary because I just want to go do want me to give you notes or do you want me to just say how great this is and I 99% of the time the person just wants you to tell them how great it is. it's true so, it's true yeah and it's yeah. like no just knowing that up front um also with like life like like because people come to me for a lot of that stuff too and it's like I'll I'll just be like do you want what are you looking for here and then it's yeah. like or even when people call me with like their issues or problems like I'll just say um did you want feedback or did you just want me to listen? 
because most of the time they just want you to listen. And then it's like, okay, I hear you. I hear you. Yes, that must be frustrating, like affirming. And there's nothing else to be done. They don't want a bunch of advice. Yeah, you were such a great comedy coach in that way, too, because I, I, you were just so honest, but I didn't feel broken down. Like, I didn't feel like, oh, I'm not, I should just quit. You know, I, I felt, I felt like loved and affirmed, but also like, mm, I don't know if that's your strongest material, you know? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're like, there's something there, but I really feel like you need to build on it. And it's like, okay, great. But I just never felt like shut down, but I felt, but I also felt like I was getting a real honest where you're like, it's funny, but it's not like that other thing's so much funnier. And I feel like this is just kind of dragging your set down. I'm like, okay, yeah, great. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's like, it was always stuff that I knew. Like when Harry met Sally, <laughs> you're right. You're right. I know you're right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <Karen Fisher. laughs> He's never going to leave her. You're right. I know you're right. <laughs> Those ancillary characters are always my favorite. I would love to do yeah. more ancillary comedic characters like that. Yes, yes, yes. Instead a pandemic, you're going to have like a really great little film resume under your belt. I said, let's watch all the, you know, Oscar winners for the last, you know, 40 years or whatever. And um, so, we're, and then I'm also like some, some that I'm like, you just have to see this. It didn't win an award, but you just, you really should. This is part of a good little, you know, palette of movies you should have seen right now. So we're having fun. We're, that's another thing that this pandemic is awful. People have died a terrible, terrible. I mean, my friend's like, it's the ultimate white privilege. It's like, you know what the great things about this pandemic is? I'm just like, oh, aside from the 170,000 people that are dead. <laughs> no, please tell me, Rich White Lady, what is it that you've like grown and learned? Um, <laughs> I've been stretching and I learned French and um, <laughs> I've started uh, kitchen carpentry and crafts. <laughs> I didn't even know I, I had it in me. I, I really have gotten to be like super Susie Homemaker. Like I'm making ice cream. I'm making, a, that was, I had to start eating better too. Cause like with the drinking and the ice cream making, I was like, um, but, but I am making ice cream with jello pudding mix instead of sugar. Mm. I know you don't eat sugar though. So this isn't gonna, this is falling on, on thin ears. <laughs> no, but I get it. I get the aesthetic. Oh, it is like it makes it so much creamier. Like sounds you nice. Pour your your whipping cream in and your milk, and then instead of the cup of sugar, you pour a, a, a just a, a a little packet of instant Jello pudding. So I put it in, in the vanilla. I put the vanilla pudding in the chocolate. I put the chocolate pudding, and then add like some cocoa or whatever. Yum! Just, oh, I made banana the other night with like vanilla pudding, a little bit of vanilla extract fresh bananas and then I broke up vanilla wafers and put that in so it was almost like a banana pudding ice cream oh my god it was well I've been anyway, I've been making my own jam and I've been admiring your photos of all these oh, I've been like I, I love watching cooking recipes and like when people cook things I'm always like watching the videos like even if I don't eat that particular food I'm like how did they make that I just I but find if it gets too hard for me I'm so lazy like if it's more than like five ingredients and I just I can't I'm just like oh well I'm never gonna make that but if it's like four ingredients, I'm like, well, I could, if it's, if it doesn't require like a food processor or something like that. I have a lot of vintage cookbooks because they're, they don't have gadgets and I don't have gadgets. I have like a whisk and I have stuff. And so if it doesn't have that, I feel like I'll make it, you know, if I don't need to learn how to work some kind of technical equipment, then I feel like I can, I can do it better. Yeah. I, yeah. I hear you. I, I have an instant pot. And um, that's like a crock pot on crack. Like it can make. Everybody loves their instant pot. Mm-hmm. What's different about it from the crock pot? Because I do love the crock pot. Well, the crock pot, I love a crock pot too. And a, cro- a instant pot can make uh, something in like 10 minutes. 
So I made a, uh, a, a spicy vegetable curry yesterday oh. in 10 minutes in my instant pot. Um, that would have been a slow burn in the crock pot. And it's, it's this great machine that just, you know, you throw in, you, you can saute garlic, you can saute ginger in your coconut oil, like really fast, like in a couple of minutes. And then you throw in all your vegetables and your coconut milk and your spices and you have a curry that's like ready for the week. That is amazing. Okay, so no wonder everybody's hot on that. It's I really great. It all the time. It's really okay. great, but it's it's a learning curve because, like you're saying, if it's too complicated, I feel like I don't have time. It's too intimidating. Um, I've had this two years, and I just learned. I just started using it during COVID, and so oh. and it's really from like googling recipes, being like, okay, I have a zucchini, I have asparagus, I have some mushrooms, and I have some spices. What can I make with that? And googling instant pot spicy you know, and coming up, finding, yeah. finding recipes. And it's been a learning curve. Um, one, one pot of that stuff was awesome. And one was like, Ooh, oh, like yeah. chalk that up to experience. Yes. I need to, see, I need to be with somebody to show me how I need to, I'm like a tactile, like I need to see it. Um, but yeah. So when I, it, I, I actually had a Vitamix thing that was like $800 or something. And I gave I have it a, to my ex-mother-in-law because I was like, I, it's too much. It makes ice cream. There's soup. There's it's, I, I love my Vitamix. I mean, with that shoe, it took me like a year to use that, but I've used it every year. I, I use it every day. Oh, oh so yeah. I, if I had someone who had one come, could come over and just go, here's what you do. It's super easy. You just, here's it. Like, I need that because otherwise I give up. Yeah, I hear you. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're processing a lot of, see, it's like we're processing food. We're food processing. <laughs> we're processing food, recipes, dating. We're hair processing products. hair products. My hair was overprocessed. <laughs> my, oh my God, my hair was so, COVID has been so good for my overprocessed yes. hair. <laughs> ah, let's process this. I've been because... dipping it in coconut oil. Um, but I do you appreciate can't be a white woman without talking about coconut oil for like 40 minutes. You cannot be a white woman who does not talk about coconut oil who without talking about, it. do you, I really appreciate you saying that, that though, that, uh, that you enjoyed the way that I was consulting on your comedy special. Yes. That means a lot to me. I needed it. I needed it. It was like, yeah, it was like, it was like a good sister where it's like, I'm not your mom. You know, and I'm not your best friend. I'm like your sister. So I, you know, I'm going to tell you how, you know, I'm going to be completely honest, you know, but I'm going to be loving, you know, and I'm not going to tear you down, but I'm not going to like kiss your ass. It was perfect. I needed it. I really appreciate that because I've had teachers who are really mean and I was really yeah. scarred by them. And, but I've also yes. had teachers that were too like ambivalent or soft. So I do try to bring an active listening to consulting and teaching and I want to say it's such an honor, like the people that I've gotten to work with, it's been like a dream just and seeing, you know, their, their projects come to fruition and like seeing your, your special, like in the theater at the, at the screen, at the premiere was so exciting. Oh, and I, would have, I can't believe it. had it not been for you, I would have never done my Wizard of Oz impressions, which. Oh, they're so good. I can't believe that. I was like, oh, that I've been doing that whole thing. Like, I don't want to like lean on those crutches, my voice. But you're like, lean on the crutches. You have amazing crutches. <laughs> lean on them. <laughs> that was, those are so good. 
but but the thing is, like, it's funny that you need, you need like outside eyes to go. No, that's something you really should. You know, I I can't believe that I would have just because I've looked at sets like on YouTube or whatever. Like, if it comes up, I'm like, oh, let's watch this old set. And where I didn't do those, I didn't do any voices, and it was like so flat. And you know, I I just didn't want to be like the voice lady. I really wanted to like set myself up with like my jokes need to be strong enough. I don't want to like lean on these crutches, but it is part of what makes me who I am, you know? So it was, yeah, I'm glad you were the one who encouraged me to do voices. I'm so glad because like, can you imagine robbing your audience of like that very special skill? Like that's like, like telling jokes is one thing you do, but you do all these voices and you sing. Are you kidding me? And like to be able to present all of those colors in one, you know, 10 minute chunk is I, I think so, yeah, multifaceted, multicolored, rich. So, I remember you had me study Margaret Cho. You're like, what? Look at Margaret Cho, you know, it's, or yeah. It was, Margaret is yeah. so, so great with voices, and so is Maria Bamford. And, and Maria, oh my God, I know. She is so, I, that, I just watched her new special. So great. So my good. I didn't know about her. You know, when you like, when you have something that you love that you, that someone doesn't know about, it's like almost like, like, you know, her Beatles? Oh my God. You have to, you know, just like that kind of thing. So I was like, Maria Bamford, he's like, I don't know. I was like, oh my God. Oh. And I was like, we have to watch the special now. So we did. We watched her latest one. It was so cute. And her husband on there. I'm so glad. It's so funny because I tried to set her up with my ex-husband and she did go on a date with him. But then, and he- Which one? So much. Murray Hammond from the old ladies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My 13 year old's dad. Yeah. So, um, and he was like, into her like he was like oh my gosh she's so great she's so I just I really like he's like I just like like her and he's fun and interesting and I thought that and but but she he's like I said what's wrong because he was kind of like blue one day and he's like oh it's like you know Mar- Maria like said that she had d- gone out with another oh you froze uh, oh oh no I she, froze she'd gone out with someone else she went out with uh, Scott Yes, but it, and and, she, and and he's like, and I think she's gonna. She said she just is like really interested in where that's gonna go, and she's gonna kind of explore that instead. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's kind of a line that we say when we don't want, <laughs> like someone. I'm sorry, I just wanted to like be straight with him. But then I was like, oh no, she's not full of shit. She's not me, basically. Um, she, she actually didn't marry the guy, so I was like, well, she better have married him. <laughs> Throw away my next husband. Did you set you. you set them up, or they found each other on their own? No, no, I set them up like. She and I were doing work girl together, and I was like, I was like, you know, my ex husband is so great. You know, I know it's so weird, but because she was saying that she was like going on blind dates, and I was like, would you be interested in a blind date? But I said, you know, and they did have a great time. I love that. Remember, you were gonna you were gonna set me up with. uh, Well, her and Scott are great together, though. They're like so cute. I was at their wedding. They they're happy. So I know him being on stage with her at the end was so cute. Well, um, who did I try to set you up with? Oh. You tried to set me up with um, someone who ended up with his perfect match. They're married and they could not be better fitted together. And I, his name, and I said, I, great. I don't think it, I said, thank you so much, but I don't think that it's a match. I, I, I just was thinking I'm not going to be the girl for this dude. When I Googled him, his name, his name is Josh. Har- Harnell. Oh, was it Jess? Was it Jess, Jess. Harnell? And he yes! he found his perfect woman, and I I'm know, happy for I them. Know. So I think that was like my instinct, just going, "This isn't quite." You're, you're you're better than me. I'll just be like, "I'll go out with I'll go out with anybody," and then I'm just there going, "Why did we make this a dinner and not like a tea?" <laughs> dinner uh, can be yeah. dinner can be so long not when you're drinking when you're drinking dinner you can talk to anyone right for an hour but like 
but like <laughs> because I don't really drink. I, I only drink during COVID. Like when I was really drinking. Now I, I need to. It has to be tea unless I'm interested in you. And then I there's a guy that was kind of pressuring me to go. He was like, "Well, we can go on a patio date," and I'm like, "That's not safe. Nobody's wearing a mask. I'm not doing that." And then I thought, "Wait, this person's already trying to talk me into something that I don't feel comfortable doing." not sexually or anything, but this is just, I don't, and so I just was like, I'm not going to go out with you now or ever because I just feel like you're already not respecting my boundaries. You know, that's like a real thing. Like, do you have your list of like, uh, deal breakers and bottom lines and all that stuff? Like your, your deal breakers, your non-negotiables, like, cause like one of my non-negotiables is, or, or one of my deal breakers is like people who push my boundaries. Like there was one guy, this guy, he was like a filmmaker and he always wanted to read my script that I was writing. And I was like, um, it's not ready to be read. And I, and I was, and then he got like, went over the edge because I let my friend Jacob read it. And I'm like, Jacob, I've known for, you know, for like 15 years, he reads all my stuff. He's directed my shows. Like he reads a work in progress and he sees it's a work in progress and he gives like good notes. And he was so mad and so insulted by that and wanted to be in on reading the drafts of my script, even though we'd only been going out three months. Oh yeah. I don't the thing is like I, I have such bad like install buttons that like <laughs> part of me is like, he's interested in you, like he's so interested in you that he wants to read your script. So I was thinking, that's probably not good grade. I'd probably been like, Wow, you're interested in anything I have to say. That's exciting. Um, I probably would have left. You me. know, in uh, honestly, I would I would love a guy who is interested in that kind of thing. I think I just had been burned by letting people read it too soon, the wrong people. Yeah. And I wanted to be protective. And also the fact that he was jealous and pissed off at your friend. That's the thing. I have so many male friends that if somebody's threatened at all by that, I can't have them in my life because I, I would never be able to I, – I just wouldn't be able to function without any kind of – I just like a really confident guy. I, that's one thing. Guys who are jealous, I it's such it's so it's a turn off. It's a huge turn off because it's like, ooh, you know. And I always think like if I wanted to be with them, I would be with I wouldn't be with you. Like I don't I'm not with people that I don't want to be with. <laughs> well, not for <forgot>. Um <laughs> I don't know, I just it's so sad when people are jealous. I never I I, I don't really get jealous because I always feel like, well, if they don't like me though I always say like if you don't want to see me anymore, please tell me. I mean you know, I can handle it. I just, but I, but I, but you know, so I'm just going to trust you. Whatever you do is fine. You know, go out with them. I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling now. Yeah. Jealousy is so weird to me. I hate women that are like jealous of guys' mothers. That's such a weird thing. Have you? There's so many of my female friends whose husbands are really like, or boyfriends are really close to their moms, and my friends are annoyed by it. And they're like, oh, he and his mom, and his mom doesn't. And I'm like, I don't know. I've always allied myself with men's mothers because I feel like nobody knows this guy better than the mom and I want I mean they can they can be a great ally because they can kind of get inside your boyfriend's head and go like oh he's just tired or oh, this might be a thing you know I mean they're, they're a good resource to have and then like how awful for a man to like love you and his mom and have to make some weird choices like he's not going to leave you for his mom what is what is your deal uh, that's really bizarre I I don't I haven't really encountered that um, have you had like a lot of, um, have you been up against a lot of like me too stuff or sexual harassment or sexism in your career? 
I feel bad for saying no because, you know, I don't want to be like those women who was like, I just don't think, you know, they never raped me. You know, I don't want to be like that. But, but I, because there are so few women in my business, you know, I'm always the only woman in the booth usually, you know, because they'll hire me to do a mom and then and the little, like the teenage boy and then and a little girl and you know so I like I'm usually playing like all these other you know they only usually need one woman to play like the woman part the kid part and the, you know um and then most everybody else is male so I'm used to like well I'm a crude I like when me too happened I was like oh god what have I said that could be like because I <laughs> I said some really crappy shit it, yeah um, it's it's real it's a real consideration it's like oh gosh have I offended I'm sure I have, you know, I like, have. and I felt so bad for guys. Cause I kept trying to make the same crude jokes when I went back to work after that. And they were like, uh, like they didn't know how to respond. And then I was like, Oh God, I'm sorry. Now I put you in a weird position because you don't know whether you, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know, it was just weird. Also, I love to hug. I'm like, I love to hug people. Yeah. And, and a woman kind of bristled and I was like, Oh, I'm a hugger, you know? And I just started hugging her, but she kind of bristled at it. And then later on, my friend who's like younger than me and more millennial and she was like schooling me on the proper, she's like, well, great. You know, just cause you're a hugger doesn't mean everyone's comfortable with that kind of physical. You can't just go, I'm a hugger and hug you. She's like, you just can't be like, I'm a rapist. You know, yeah. <laughs> you have to kind of like get consent before you like go on, in on somebody like that. And that half of me was like, Oh, come on. God. I, I, I <laughs> and then the other half was like, no, that's a good point. I get it. You know, I just feel like I'm, I'm always, I'm, I, have to, I have to learn a lot. Like, don't you feel like the curve between like saying the R word or whatever. And then like, now, now you can't ever say that, which I, I, I wasn't a big person who said that very often, but I feel like it happened so fast. Like within three years, like there were like a lot of things you just couldn't, especially on stage, like doing comedy, like you can't, you can't joke about that anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just not done. And I, and of course I respect it and I do totally, I'm on board with it. I do think it's better, but I do feel like it was a lot of a learning curve for people to like, go, okay, wait, I've got to readjust. I can't make jokes about this. This is not acceptable. This is not, you'll lose people with this, you know? And I just, it happened fast. I feel like because I'm older, my brain was like, I can't learn new things. Like I, give me a little more time. I don't know. But. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, did you ever, how did you find your first few husbands when you, one you found on Twitter? Yes. What, what, how did that go down? Like how long were you dating before you were like, yep, I'm going to marry him. Like how oh did that God. work out? Did you know right away? With the Twitter guy? Yeah. Okay. We, he had a fake profile picture and it was this very unattractive guy. And so we were like, and I didn't have my picture in mind at all. It was just like a mouth, like a random mouth. So, um, we got really close just as friends, like text. And we were first, we were DMing like all day long. Cause he was, he's, he's hilarious. This guy um, still makes me laugh like every day. I he love just, funny guys. He is so witty. I'm like such a sucker most for witty that. person. If somebody doesn't get like, he's so quick witted and, and now I'm kind of spoiled. Cause I'll message with somebody if they don't, if they don't get my joke or if I make a joke and then they explain that I thought, are more like this. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the joke. I just, that was what I was I'm saying. I'm like, I can't, if they don't uh, get the humor, I'm like, wait, you're in black yeah. and white. I'm in color. This is never. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I took a guy to see Sebastian Maniscalco. In, oh, I, I know, love him. To, oh, I love Sebastian too. But no, I took this guy to see Tom Segura uh -huh. in, in Vegas and I was just dying laughing. And he was just sort of like, and then afterward I was like, and everyone around us was laughing. Like I felt like I was in this club with this, a whole group of like the entire audience was in this club with me and this guy was like not in the club and so I was like so did you think he was funny like, and he was like yeah 
he was really funny. And I'm like, it's like when I serve somebody really good food. I want to be with a person who's like, oh my God, this is so fucking good. Like, <laughs> those are the people. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, I get it. You're my people. Like, you, you, you're just like, yeah, in 3D. And this guy was like, yeah, it's really good. And I was like, no, it's not really good. It's like fucking amazing. That's <laughs> I need you to be laughing really hard. Yeah. And it was no fault of his. Like, I feel bad. Like, it wasn't his fault. But anyway, uh, so. Do you you feel like. No, this guy. Oh, wait, go ahead. Do you feel like um, you you once, or I think, yeah, you told me, like, you, you were, like, you would manifest, like, your series and stuff that you were doing. Do you feel like you did that the same with the guy? Were you, like, like, how did you, you, you told me, I think it was, like, you were, like, Thank you for the series or something. And then the series yes. came. You well, totally always, secreted it. <laughs> like when I pray at night, and I taught my children how to do this too. It's very like the secret or whatever. I didn't even know what the secret was, but I was like, oh, I already do that. Like, because it was like somebody told me that Native Americans do it too. They like thank the universe for rain. That's how they get rain. Mm. And I don't know. I, I didn't know all this until after I told people what I was doing but my whole life my grandma would always like we would always thank God for what we had and what we wanted I love so that we would thank God for what we wanted as if we already had it so she so I would always like say you know, thank you for my it, it, it definitely happened with the kids I would always say like thank you for my beautiful talented sweet children who Aww. and uh, thank you for our relationship this is before I ever had kids I was like thank you for our relationship thank you for all for the mutual respect we have Thank you for all the fun things we do together. Thank you for the beauty that they add to the world um, with their talents and their, you know, and my son is like just doing that, you know, and all all my kids. I mean, we have great relationships. We have so much fun together. They're funny. I have to say, when I was pregnant, I was, was like, please let me have a funny kid. Let this kid be funny. Like, honestly, I don't care if it has like tons of disabilities as long as it's funny, you know, <laughs> Just, mm-hmm. But it's true, like, co- comedy is, like, such a leg up. Like, if somebody's funny, you'll get a job over anybody, even if you, like, don't know how to do windows or whatever. I mean, I would hire somebody who's funny over someone who is, like, really technically good at things or has, like, a learning disability. Because I feel like I can deal with, you know, we're on the same page with the funny. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. I feel like it gives you a leg up. I love so, that. Okay. And do you do your prayers at night or in the morning? Do you find that your secreting works best at night or in the morning? I always do them at night. And it's not because of any, like, because they work better or not. But it's just because in the morning, our mornings are so crazy. Usually little people are waking me up. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just the morning's not my own. The night is my own. <laughs> so, yeah. I love that. Do you, are you, were you brought up Catholic um, in, in the Mexican culture? Yes, Catholic. When I when I lived with my grandmother and my dad's a Catholic too, but my mom because she got sober. Well, she didn't really get sober. She just got dry and then got Pentecostal. <laughs> so that was where the kooky religion came in because, like, I didn't you know I wasn't allowed to wear pants and I had to like you know couldn't wear makeup or grow my hair out and everything. I ended up wearing makeup, but I still, the dress thing stuck though. I still wear dresses all the time because you know what? It's so much easier to wear dresses than to try to coordinate an outfit with pants and everything. Do you think? I, well, I love that you're so feminine. I think your your wardrobe is aspirational. Do oh, you? Thank you. I look better in dresses too. It, it's hard to put. You have to be really thin to pull off like white jeans or something. For a while, oh I was super thin, and I was like, I love white jeans. But then I couldn't stop eating. So. Oh my god! I think <laughs> you're you're great. Dresses. You're great. You're so feminine and curvy. Oh, it's a oh, blessing. Do you, um, is it Mexican culture or Hispanic culture? What's the proper terminology? Well, my grandma's 
her, well, she's actually a Tex-Mex. She would always say, tell, tell people you're a Tex-Mex mix, because she came, her family's from Guadalajara, and um, she, but she, and she was first generation American, so, um, so I don't know, I guess, I guess it would be, well, isn't Hispanic means that we, and the, any culture that speaks Spanish, right? And then, um, and then, uh, what, what is, there's another word that people, oh, Latino, that's Latino. just people that from Latin America. Yeah, yeah. Latino. Um, I don't speak very good Spanish, so I guess I just say Mexican. <laughs> I love Mexican. I know that, I was just re echoing back what you already said, Mexican. Um, but, yeah. um, I love that you're Mexican. Yeah. It's great. Too. Well, and I, I just took my son to Merida, Mexico, like last I year. I saw that. We had the absolute best time. It's so funny too, because he was like, he's, he's taken a lot of Spanish in school. So he thought that he was going to get us through the trip. But I used to speak Spanish when I was little fluently. So once I'm around Spanish, I just, it just starts coming back. Like I start dreaming in Spanish again. And like on the trip, I was like, and he, I was like talking to the people at the hotel and everything in Spanish. And he's like, oh my God, who even are you? I don't know. Like, this is so weird. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. It just comes back. It's I weird. love Spanish. I'm so happy I learned Spanish in high school. It is the most oh, practical no. language in Southern California. And just going, being able to go to like Mexico and, and navigate your way around. I would love yes. to learn French as well, but. Yes. When I go to France though, I pick it up pretty, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's because it's a at one of the, uh, the romance languages. They all like, you know, they're all Latin based. I love France. I, I feel like people are like, oh, the French are so rude, but I'm like, really? I didn't have that experience. I think you have to be very gentle and, you know, polite, of course. Yes. Remember, I had a dream that I was stuck in Paris with you. <gasps> That's right. <laughs> what? what was and that I dream? Told you're like, you know what? Let's just make them, let's embrace this moment and just enjoy this. And I was like, yeah, let's just stay in Paris. Like we can. <laughs> I love that dream. So something I would say. That is so something I, I'm all about. Like, let's enjoy this moment. Let's enjoy the process. Because yeah. we were like, I was frantically looking for our passports. We couldn't find our passports. And you're like, you know what? I think we just need to like sit with this and just be here. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Well, we're stuck in Paris. How awful could that be? That is so something I would say. I, by the way, I love Paris is like one of my favorite cities in the world besides like Tokyo. And I oh, love I Paris. I want to go to Tokyo, you. but Tex and I were supposed to go to Paris. I love Paris, and I wanted to take Tex because he's so obsessed with Picasso, and that Picasso museum is incredible. So I said, we're going to go to Paris, and so we booked our tickets. And then, not to be kooky, but my psychic was like, don't go to Paris. Things are going to – I don't know what it is, but the world's going to be shut down. Paris is going to be closed. So I, I, mm. I canceled our tickets because my psychic's always right. Mm -hmm. Murray's kind of annoyed with me, Texas daddy. He's like, why? You're canceling the trip mm. because some psychic said? And I was like, but it's Joey and he's always right. And boy, was he right. Wow. He like, said, you should put food in your basement. He's like, I feel like we're not going to leave our houses. There's people are going to be stuck at home. So get supplies. So like in February, I had a basement full of food and my friends thought I was insane. And then this all guy. happened. Wow, that psychic sounds amazing. Who is this? He's amazing. His name's Joey Taylor. If, on Instagram, you can find him at um, Medium Joey Taylor, at Medium Joey, Joey okay, Taylor. Okay, I've never been a big psychic person. I went to one in Texas one time, and, and she flipped over a card, and there was a knife, and she was like, somebody following you. And I just, that. She just wanted your money or whatever, yeah. I've never been to, like, an actual good one, but that sounds very exciting. Tara went to him, and she was, like, gray. She had 
said to her mom who's passed, like what she wanted him to talk about. And he, he needed to mention her and he needed to, and he, the first minute mentioned her mom, mentioned what she asked her to like, it was, he's the absolute real deal. Yeah. He's, and he said about the, he told me, Oh yeah. So then I, I put on my social media, like I said, look, my psychic's always right. All this pandemic. He said, things are going to get so bad here that we're not going to be able to travel to other countries because we're going to be locked out. And people said I was crazy because they're like, we're the best country in the world. We're not going to get locked out. Here we are. So when that happened, my friends were like, oh my God, Gray, I remember a few months ago when you said that and it seemed like, like it couldn't happen. He also said, I'm just going to tell you what he said about the election. He says that in December, things are going to get astronomically horrible here. Like refrigerated trucks in the streets, like the bodies just, he said our, our numbers of dead people every day are just going to go up like a lot more and we're not going to be able to handle it. And then he said, January 31st, around that time, we're going to get a vaccine. He said around Texas birthday, which is January 31st, because he knows my son. And, um, and he said, um, that Biden's going to win the election, but that Trump is going to fight it in the courts so much that he's going to have to be forcibly removed from the white house. Interesting. I know. I know. Let's see how that plays out. We're going to have to do it in a post election recap. He's never been wrong, though. I'm telling you, he's told me so many things. Like when I got the, I got the Simpsons, and the the actress who had passed away came through because he's a medium. He'll talk to people that have passed on. He's like, "There's a woman who's coming through," and he didn't even know what I did for a living at the time. I used a fake name when I got my reading from him. He was like, "Her name's like Shushi or Shush or Ushi or Shushi," and it was Rusi. Rusi Taylor had passed away, and he was like, "She's she." He described what she looked like. I was like, "Yes, I know who that is." And he's like, "She's congratulating you. There's something that you're going to take over. Some job that she did that you're going to start doing now." And I was like, "Okay, I, I hadn't even read for it yet." And then I read for The Simpsons the next week, and then I ended up getting the job. But she had told me that I was going to get it before. It was like he's he'll tell you your birthday. He'll tell you. He told me my birthday, and I was dating that guy at the time, the, the one that I was talking to, you know, and he told me his initials, and me and that guy had the same birthday, and he's like, the guy, yeah, this guy you're dating, you, he's like, his birthday is, he's like, it's really close to yours, and he's like, wait, actually, is it the same day as yours, and I was like, oh my god, yes, it, it, it was just, he's like, eerie good. Oh my God. He, that sounds amazing. And then do you, when he says don't date someone, do you do it anyway? Or do you really like listen to him? Oh no, you're froze. <laughs> okay. We- You know, I think it's because it's plugged into my charger, so it didn't tell warn me that it was shutting off. But anyway, oh, oh. <laughs> so fun! Oh, wait, so my are we turning this way again? Okay, there we go. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, I'm so happy that you stopped by today. It was so good to see you. Too, Melinda, I adore you, and um, I, obviously we love talking. So I can't wait to talk to you in person after this. <laughs> I mean, not. In, in January, you know, in, in, you know, February of 2021, like my psychic says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, wow. So it's really going to end in February. He says a vaccine, ja- here, I'll start. He says a vaccine January 31st, uh, around January 31st, and that we would return to normal life, like by end of February, early March. And I'm like, okay. So. Okay. We'll get yeah. that pandemic project going and buckle up. Yeah. We're putting up, my brother and I are doing a new record called Stalker that we're recording part of tonight. So we'll put it on Bandcamp. Oh, good. Well, I can't wait to listen to that. 
Your voice yeah. is so pretty. How many instruments do you play? Oh, I'm not that great at anything. I'm, I'm really only auto harp that I do. I mean, like I play it like like a mountain instrument. Like I, I know people played it in school, and it's not like a hard instrument to play. But that's like my thing that I can play like on stage and stuff. I'm I'm oh I'm I tried to play guitar, and I'm not that great at it. So I kind of given up. It's so sad to see somebody do something they're not good at. <laughs> It makes my soul die when people insist. It's like, why are you insisting on doing this thing that you're not good at? Like my friend who would always have karaoke parties and she was so bad at it. I was like, you just want to be seen in your worst light forever. Like guys would be interested in her and then they would see her do that and they're like, I don't know if I like her anymore. And I'm like, yeah, because she keeps showcasing her awfulness. Anyway. So. <laughs> your best self. That's where you get to be like, I see you. You t look at you! Look at you with your fish and your karaoke. You're doing it. Kind of. All right. Well, great. I'm so happy to see you. I'll see you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye, Melinda. See you later. Bye. Love you. Bye. bye.